0: Hey everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz. I am Peter and unfortunately I'm only joined this week by Connor.
1: Yep, you have to extra dose of ginger.
0: This is, I mean it's, I mean obviously when we go from the, the three man team down to two it's always a little bit of a shame but it's especially a shame when it's left to you. Ah, any any
1: excuse you can get to cut a bit of ginger, that's 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 a winning for you, isn't it?
0: Cut a ginger, you say? Oh, it's my favourite pastime <laughs> sport. Um, okay, welcome to Comets from the Multiverse. Matt is not here this week, Matt is actually away at a theme park this weekend, uh, that his wife kind of sprung on him a couple of days before it happened, so he's having fun. However, Matt did read all of his books, and he did send in all of his thoughts, and he gave us his top five, so throughout the show we will be going to Matt's... Matt's thoughts at the end of each section.
1: And as the video viewers may have noticed already, Matt has a button.
0: Matt does have a button. Uh, You may remember, actually, this is similar to the origin of the Connor button, which says I love Red Hood. Uh, I'll demonstrate for a brief second here. I love Red Hood appears across Connor's face there. That, that button originated because Connor missed an episode and I thought it would be funny to write something over his face. Just just for a joke, just when it really wasn't here. And I, I kept it on as something I could turn on just to annoy him occasionally. So Matt now has across his image Because Batman in nice big blue writing. Very shoddy writing. I did this free of hand in, in Photoshop because I, it, it adds to the humour a little bit if it looks a bit messy. Uh, old I oldest? think my,
1: my favourite thing about them is that his the the pen that you've used for his is so much thicker than the one on mine.
0: You'll also notice it's got a faded edge. I went for a kind of a more of a spray painty look to this. Yeah,
1: his. yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah. No reason why particularly I just thought I'll go I'll make it look a bit different. <laughs> oh no, we oh, might that. leave his on, we'll turn yours off. There you go. Oh thank you. Yeah. Alright, so <laughs> that's that's the uh- button portion of the podcast. <laughs> With. And
1: and not the button, the storyline coming up in Batman. Oh the
0: Flash. no, no, no! We have more more on the button, the button, in a minute. Before we get to that, I, I will say everything we're covering in this week's show. We have a big list of comics. Uh, of course, we're talking about this week. Detective Comics 951, Action Comics 974, Wonder Woman 17, The Flash 17, Justice League of America number 1, Batgirl number 8, Teen Titans 5, Blue Beetle 6, Batman Beyond 5, Deathstroke 13, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps 15. Think that's you, you're not doing that one. Supergirl being super, number 2. I had to make yes. a sort of audible there because Connor told me before we started recording that he was not reading a book. So. So,
1: so, like I've been saying for the last couple of weeks certain books have been getting slashed because I, I cannot keep up
0: yes although presumably uh, this being the last week of the month this will be the end if you keep going I'm just going to keep shrinking them and shrinking them until there's nothing
1: uh, yeah unless unless it's still week two may still have to have another pass on because it's st- so hefty but we'll, we'll see how that falls after the next week two and see how I feel then
0: uh, if we evaluate it, if we evaluate it at yeah. the time. Uh so that's what's coming up. So before we get to the, the actual comics though, we do have one bit of news. And it's not even news per se. They just revealed a cover for the Flash number twenty two, which is the fourth and final part of the button crossover that's taking place between Batman and the Flash, uh, starting halfway through April. So it's a issue of Batman, is of Flash, Issue is of Batman, is of Flash. And we spoke, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, we spoke about the, the previous cover for the for the Batman issue, the third one, yeah. which was... It was lenticular. One was... Uh, reverse Flash. Reverse Flash, but the other revealed a character that we didn't know was going to be involved, and that was the Flashpoint version of Batman, the Thomas Wayne Batman. This cover for the Flash number 22...
1: It's far more
0: exciting. It's far more exciting, because obviously Flashpoint and Batman and the other one, it's like, oh yeah, he, it makes sense They might... Go and visit him or something like that. It, but it's not going to be like he's not going to stick around. It's not going to be a oh, flashpoint. Batman's now here to stay for the rest of the, you know, universe. It's not like that yeah. at all. It's it's a visit. It's a little, hi, Thomas Wayne. You crazy son of a bitch. How are you? Whereas this is something that's been teased already. It was teased in an issue of the Flash. Now I do want to warn you that, I'll. I honestly think this is too much of a spoiler. Now I'm not saying it is a spoiler in the sense that they've put it on a cover. So they have chosen to spoil it themselves. If I was in DC and I was calling the shots You wouldn't have done. I wouldn't no. have done. I'd have kept I, this of secret.
1: I'm the same thing. I, I, I wish I didn't know, but yeah. once it's once they do a press release on it, it's kinda of fair game.
0: You can't you can't avoid it. It's like I even if you avoid the articles that say, Oh, something's happening, I have seen it like ten times on Twitter. Just people yeah, tweeting. And just without even looking. Yeah. You
1: you can't avoid it. And that's the sad truth of these press releases, it's they think they have to tell us in advance to drum up
0: sales and it's, it's like maybe, when, maybe it works it's, it's like whenever uh, like someone's going to die they always have oh someone's going to die they have yeah, to the, announce the last it in time advance. I really
1: remember it was the, the Batman Incorporated issue where Damien was dying yeah, yeah. They, they didn't tell us he was dying they were like hey retailers you might want to order extra big on this one but, that's upsetting
0: yeah Jig Garrick is back so excited i'm pretty excited it was a nice thing to see the, the covers it's him and he's, he's coming out at the speed force but behind the speed force you can actually see like a, a sort of retelling of the original flash number one cover as in flash comics from the oh um, really whatever year I, the Flash comics. i didn't flash look comics that far into started. it i
1: just saw what it was I was like that's enough for me
0: yeah i saw some comparisons with the original flash comics number one from i don't know the 40s i think maybe sounds about right yeah uh Although, with one change, because that, that cover had like uh, circles down the side with like different faces in it, with their names underneath. Yeah. And the small bit you can see of the one at the bottom, because obviously most of it's covered up with the, the new mm. image, it says Red Robin in there instead of whatever it originally was.
1: Okay. So, I'm wondering...
0: oh. Just clicked. Yeah. So, I'm wondering if perhaps the, the person who is going to be escaping in Superman Reborn out of the... Out of Mr. Ozzy's cells. Could that be See, dynamic?
1: I I just consider that, but then it's like, oh, that feels like this would be weirdly late then to be the fourth cover. Like this is the final part.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that, that makes sense. Especially since we're getting Superman Reborn first. The four, yeah, that's what I mean. That said though, I mean the button starts like two weeks after Superman Reborn ends. I mean, if if they're linked, and they could be linked.
1: They could. We're not sure yet.
0: I don't know. Maybe not, maybe not. Especially since the cover makes it look like he's coming out of the speed force.
1: Either way, it's damn exciting and it's the first step to return of the GSA.
0: Oh yeah. And it makes sense he's in the Speed Force as well, because that tease that was in the Flash where he saw hope in the Speed Force and it was the helmet. Like it makes mm. sense that he's in there rather than yeah. with Mr. Oz. But either way, I'm I'm pretty pumped, so. That's this is cool. great news. That is great news. But there we go, that's that's uh, that's the the only news we have to talk about, so we can get straight into actually no actually no it's not the only news we've got to do I, I I was going to leave it to the end of the show again but I think we'll just d- dump it with the rest of the news is this is just it?
1: because I didn't do the music sting yet so you, you can't do it as it's own little bit at the end yeah
0: yeah you've not given me my little but, uh, I'm sorry I, I wasn't expecting news this fast I, I I, was about to say Batman movie news No, DC movie universe news bulletin
1: I thought I, I that's alright oh, I'll have a couple of weeks to do it they're not going to drop yeah. anything on us this week
0: I oh, know. I like three times a week I don't know, know why I thought that was a stupid thought. On it's my like three part. times a week. So, first things first, Matt Reeves, despite being reportedly out of directing the Batman, has now officially signed to direct the Batman and produce. And we, we said what our thoughts were on that last week. We're like, we like the director, we wish she wasn't doing a movie in this universe. Him doing a Batman movie generally, sure, but connected to this, eh, not so much.
1: It made me laugh in the original press release because they never mentioned uh, Affleck or Jeff Johns as in producing stuff, oh, really? which they usually do. And mm. a lot of news outlets jumped to conclusions, going, "Hang on, is he no longer involved? Because this seems weird for them not to say that." But then uh, Affleck tweeted a-, a picture saying, "Welcome to the welcome to the Batcave."
0: cave right, okay. So
1: unfortunately, he's still locked in. It's not broken free just
0: yet. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, and then the other news, which... And I don't have any of this in front of me, by the way. I'm sort of doing the, the movie news stuff off, my, just off, the, off the cuff. Yeah, we don't care enough to actually research it. <laughs> no, I really don't. But they're talking about developing a Nightwing movie. Yep. Dick Grayson, which I should be pumped. I should be over the moon that we're possibly getting a Nightwing movie. I would be mm. super excited for this. Again, if it wasn't this Batman's Nightwing, this Batman's Dick Grayson.
1: Maybe they'll swerve us, and it's actually uh, just Gordon Levitt.
0: Oh yeah, and just just connect it to the, the Nolan Yeah, great, give me that. <laughs> I'm all for that. Do You
1: know, what, do you know what the sad part is hmm? I can see I'm doing it. Just been like, hey, how can we make this better? How can we? How can we get more people in? Hmm.
0: Yeah, but then it wouldn't connect to the, the new movies. Did you think, did you think they uh, would make they'll, a? They'll
1: shoehorn away <laughs> multiverse shenanigans. Oh, they'll do it. It's this was. Uh, I think they said it was the. Did they tell a director for this did they not
0: I don't know if he was directing it but it's the guy who did the, uh, the Lego Batman movies involved in it that's what
1: I thought which was weird because didn't he just sign for the Flash movie
0: I vaguely remember that as well
1: I'm sure I mentioned this last week because it was a thing last week <laughs> what is going on over there <laughs> what a bros
0: that's just why it feels like they're in a shambles did, did we even talk about Mel Gibson possibly doing Suicide Squad 2 we I mean, did talk about that last week yeah, we, we, did. yeah, yeah okay. we did it just feels like every every other day there's a new. I think mean, that's thing. it. Where,
1: where there's so much each week, we have to go. Did we talk about that last week or was that this week?
0: Yeah, I know. It's so much. That's so when much. there's too much. Oh, whatever. The one good thing is, there's, there's tons of memes online about casting someone with a great ass to play Nightwing. I mean, that's vaguely amusing at the very least. But all so right, it's the only important part of his casting that you
1: need, really, isn't
0: it? <laughs> sure. But I think that'll that'll wrap up uh, the, the the news bulletin for the for the movie verse, the very depressing movie verse and get us on to books. Let's talk about much happier things. Let's talk about Detective Comics, issue nine five one, written by James Tenney in the Fourth and art by Christian Deuce.
1: Before we actually just talk about this, after the last issue, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I really wanna read the Santa King Batgirl stuff now because it got me really into her character with that f- first story.
0: Are we about to give Comicsology some free promotion?
1: We are. There is a sale on there for, for Batgirl's 50th anniversary, and there's a lot of stuff, and the first three volumes of those thick trades are, are in that sale. So yeah,
0: it's about 12 issues, give or take. Yeah, they're,
1: they're all a really good price.
0: Yeah, uh, really cheap right now in Comixology. Along, it's, it's a Batgirl uh, anniversary sale, so there's also the first three thick trades of the birds of prey the chuck dixon birds of prey from the 90s that's yep. on sale batgirl year one's on sale all the new 52 trades are on sale uh, all the single issues of stephanie brown's on sale they are bringing out new trades of that later this year so you maybe want to not get them but lots yeah, of good stuff it, on it's, sale it's
1: still a good price so if you want oh, to yeah. go for it then yeah uh, the first couple of issues of the the rebirth series are there so if you for some reason haven't been reading that maybe grab them
0: it's, it's great. Ah yeah, you can get the first three issues of the Rebirth book, but yeah, that's a good point, there's a Batgirl sale on Comixology. It ends on Monday, so if you're listening to this uh, later tonight or on Sunday, you've got time to go and get something. I
1: think something. it ends Monday night as well. Monday so. night,
0: okay. Yeah. Alright, uh but there you go, uh, Detective Comics 951, uh, talking about, and this is the first part of the League of Shadows story. And we did criticise the 50s story for being called a prologue to League of Shadows, which I still think is a little bit of a cheat, but at the same time, I will at least give them two acknowledgements here. It does seem that this arc will focus on Cass, so that does seem a bit more relevant in hindsight, and Shiva showed up at the end of that issue, and she is part of the League of Shadows, so...
1: No, I, I can appreciate that. It still doesn't feel like it was enough to call it a prologue,
0: See, this is this is the weird thing, though. I feel like now that I've read this issue, I think it makes sense that that last issue will be the first one in the trade. Like, I, I agree works. that it should
1: be the first one in the trade, but prologue seems weird when you don't even mention the words "League of Shadows." I don't think in that story.
0: Oh, I don't think you have to mention them. I, I don't know. That that's, that seems a bit anal me. I don't mean me. I agree with you at the time, but now now that it seems to be actually be focusing on Cass as like the core part of it, because a big part mm. of this issue is about. Batman uh, and Batwoman talking about Cass and saying, "Oh, we think she's we need to be sure that we we support her not just as orphan but as a person as Cass." Yeah. and With that fun little bit of says I'm going to take out the ballet. I've got a box. Mm. We can take out the ballet. Mm. Dress up nice, uh, Batwoman. And uh, by the way, in that scene, actually, Batwoman uh, cracks a little line about, "Oh, we should we can be happy and also be you know good superheroes or something to that effect." And Batman says, "Oh, I shouldn't have let you talk to Superman." That sounded like a very specific... That didn't sound like a general, oh, I shouldn't let you speak to Superman. It sounded like a very specific... I feel
1: like, yeah, I feel like I'd missed something. Yeah,
0: I shouldn't have let you meet Superman is kind of what it sounded like, which makes me think that she's going to pop up in another book and meet Superman soon.
1: Yeah, I I was getting that impression as well. That's what Because I like. thought, hang on, that hasn't happened in this book.
0: No, so I'm thinking... Could be Justice League, but... Well, we'll never I know, because ha- I, I dropped that. But
1: <laughs> Perhaps Trinity.
0: Perhaps Trinity, yeah. Maybe she'll make a wee cameo in Trinity. I can see it. Um hell. A hand. Maybe her own book. Maybe a Batman It could
1: be her own book, but I don't know. It would feel weird to divert the focus to have Superman so early on. Yeah,
0: well, it depends how they do it. Maybe, maybe she needs information mm. or something, and she's like, oh, Superman can help me with this. I'm going to ask Batman to uh, I suppose. I introduce suppose. me so that I can get X information. It, it,
1: it felt weird that there wasn't an editor's note telling us when we can see this.
0: That um, yeah. Maybe it's because. Maybe their shoot was meant to be in, was actually meant to be out before now, and it's just.
1: Yeah, but even so, they usually
0: still have editor's notes. Yeah, maybe.
1: Know, it, was, it was a small thing, but it, it was
0: weird. I'm expecting it to happen now, though, at some point. Yeah, me too. So maybe, maybe, Looking maybe. forward to it. Yeah, maybe we'll see it. Uh, so, obviously, the actual main plot, though. Of the book, is that Shiva is leading the League of Shadows into the city, and Colonel Kane is like, they never attack head-on, or they do attack head-on, but they never take credit for their own work, they always make it look like it's someone else, and that's why they've been so secretive, and Batman still doesn't believe they exist. In fact, one of my favourite moments in this book was Batwoman's like, trying to convince him that maybe they do exist, and he's like, look, it's too, too much of an easy solution to this whole thing to just accept that this mysterious League exists. And she's like, oh, you're wrong. And as he's walking away, he goes, oh, I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that he accepted that he could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's, he doesn't think he is, and that's fair enough, because most people typically don't think they're wrong. But at mm-hmm. least he's open to the possibility.
0: I, I, I think it, it, it's him, like, he's built this family around him. It's him, like, putting some trust in them to make their own decisions. We see, it, see a little bit of that in Teen Titans later on as well. Mm. But, uh, now, nah, so. That was good cool stuff. So what what the actual league do in this issue is they, they murder the mayor, which again makes the last issue feel a bit more like the prologue than it did before, because that the mayor was introduced in that issue and yeah. here Batman comes to see him uh, and he's been stabbed. He's like basically crucified this, to the wall. This is
1: why I feel like I've mi- another reason why I feel like I missed some time between this and the last issue. Okay. Because they, they were they talk about how they've been working with the mayor and that they did stuff. And it was like, okay, so it feels like there's a bit of time passed since that.
0: Oh yeah, sure. I, th- I think the way you phrased that made me think you felt like you'd missed part of the story. Rather no, than no, but I felt like because of the a a time, time jump. jump. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. was
1: a time jump, but that in addition to the the Batwoman super. Oh yeah,
0: thing. yeah, I, I agree that that was probably a time jump here, and I think that I think that's something that most of the books should do between arcs, just because a lot of the characters are meant to fit into other books at different times. <laughs> And yeah. it helps them all kind of slot together if there's more... So you can go,
1: oh, this stuff happened between these arcs. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so you can say, all right, so the stuff that happened, say, in the main Batman book was in between those two detective yeah. arcs and so on. And you can do it that way. So that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now proper violent guys. Guys like the mayor's just, you know, stabbed up to the wall. Cops come in, think it was Batman, and actually get a shot off. I really like the moment after he jumps out the window and he feels that he's been watched. And he turns around to see, and it, presumably it was Shiva... She's gone I now. think that was
1: the the impression. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't that keen on that scene in general, though. The cops immediately leaping to it, like, has Batman not earned enough faith at this point that they're going to go? Hang on, maybe Batman didn't do this. <laughs> that's that's kind of fair. I mean, uh, you, it's the sort of thing you typically see during his early years stories, and I I appreciate it then because he doesn't have the relationship with the with the cops that he does. But given how he's even like, hey call gordon we'll sort this out and they're like nah, we're just gonna shoot you it, mm. it just felt weird like it just didn't work for me that bit
0: that's fair i mean fuck. It, it's kind of a weird thing where it's like okay I, I get what you're saying but at the same time like it could just be these individual cops who are hot-headed or <laughs> it, maybe it could it, be. they have a grudge against Batman. because i remember one of the things that i loved about gotham central was that a lot of the cops did not like Batman and they they resented him?
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember that.
0: So, I I can kind of write it away with.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It just it stuck out as bias. weird when it was happening.
0: Yeah, yeah, I liked everything else about it though. I, I liked how. Oh yeah, yeah. Dark and violent that the murder is. I, I like the Batman think you know sensing is being watched and all that. Uh, some fun stuff in this issue as well, of course. Uh, the the mudroom going haywire and the penguin like constructs are doing kung fu. That's that's fun to see and again, that was Batwoman cracking jokes again, separating her from Batman, and that she she will crack these jokes. It's, yeah, and that's pretty cool.
1: It it was it was nice because that showed both of them being concerned for Cassie in different ways. Like Batwoman mm. was very straight edge about it, like how he usually is, but Batwoman was still making these jokes about the situation while yeah. it was while she was worried about it still.
0: Yeah, it's really sending up this idea that the parents of the Bat family right now. Yeah. Which which really works. It's, it's pretty cool. So when they go to see Colonel Kane after the initial like murder discovery, and he's like, all right. So they ne- they always never take credit, and whatever the worst possible thing that could happen to Gotham City next is what's going to happen. And then when they leave the scene, there's like some great moments with uh, Kate and her father, where they they still have that awkward tension, but there's like still a you know a connection there. Yeah. And when they leave, like Batwing's like, hey, come up. The news is on and we see, like, news reporters, and I, as, what's cool about this is I had no idea how this news report scene was going to end. Nah, me either. Yeah, because it's, I mean, obviously, it's all on one page, so you could just glance at the bottom of the page and see it if you wanted to, but just this, this in the sense where, because of what, everything that's happened in the story, for no reason do you expect you're going to get a Joker laughing gas scene. No,
1: it's like, by the time you get to the, the third panel, where she's starting to laugh, I was like, uh, okay, and then the next one, her face is going white, it's like, okay, this is that.
0: And I'm like, are the league gonna like do a fake Joker attack? Is is that what they're yeah. gonna do now? Like that's pretty cool. Uh, and they hear about a riot. I've uh, been affected by uh, the Joker's gas, and they all show up. And as soon as they get there, orphans like, wait, something's not right here. And all of the people who were rioting and fighting turn and look at them with their 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 weapons, and their eyes are all like blacked out. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that's them being controlled by something, or if that's just this is the league.
1: Yeah, I was in the impression that maybe they are the sleeper agents that that we were all talking about. But it doesn't really explain the eyes.
0: I don't get the eyes either. That's why the eyes are the only thing that makes me think, oh, they're being controlled in a a way like that. Because otherwise I just thought the the word, no, this is the League of Shadows that are in the city.
1: See, I get that. But then it's very specific how she says, no, they're pretending.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're pretending. So
1: that feels like it's a conscious choice for them to then turn on the 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 team
0: oh no i i agree the only thing that makes me think it's not exactly that is the eyes because the eyes yeah. feel a bit more like someone's you know main controlling or something yeah. Or, you know. yeah it does but no it's right now i I put my money on that it's a league it's this them yeah
1: i really liked just before that scene uh the cassie and uh clayface
0: oh yeah they had some good moments there yeah where yeah. clayface is pretending not to be scared
1: yeah he's like hey uh you, you, you're scared She's like, no. I'm like, well, well, I'm not scared either. I'm cool.
0: <laughs> and she's so like, I heard something being watched. And he's like, nope, not scared at all.
1: <laughs> so good.
0: No. no, this issue kind of had a good bit of it. It had a good intimidating sort of build to the villains. It had good humor. It had good character stuff with uh, them caring about Cass. It had surprises. I didn't expect the Joker laughing gas stuff. But it was kind no, of no a, it was kind of a as far as an issue goes it had a bit of everything and was yeah, very satisfying
1: great start to an arc yeah
0: I agree with that uh, I will say I thought the art I mean I thought the art was fine but I don't think it's maybe up to par with some of the other regular arcs we've had
1: I agree there's a few bits I did really like um, like the the bit where Batman gets shot and that the, the silent part there you know there's like a handful of panels where yeah. he falls down and you have the, the acrobatic like ghost bit
0: yeah, and I did like the, at the start when uh, Batwoman and Batman are talking, it's just right when he says, I shouldn't have let you speak to Superman, and she says, let me, and she's got a smirk in her face, and I kind of, there was some moments of th- like that I think where, the faces are very good. Yeah, faces are pretty good, generally. It, it just wasn't sticking up to the same sort of standards that, you know, Eddie Barrows and some of the other people have been doing, that been yeah, definitely on agree with that. Uh, but hey, double shipping, we have to...
1: Uh, it's, it's one of those things we have to live with these days.
0: Have to make some sacrifices, I suppose. Uh although it's hard to say that when Percy's getting just like a string of A listers on Green Arrow where there's like no issue where you're like, oh everything's just gorgeous. I mean sure, change of artists here or there, but they're all just gorgeous. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know what he's done to to get all of those people. He's got dark he's, he's he's got a sex tape with diddy on it or something. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> de- 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 with a dildo. I, w-
1: I think what it is is you know he has that ridiculously deep voice. I think he just hypnotizes mm. them into giving him whatever he wants.
0: <laughs> I was going to try and do a deep voice, so I'm not going to. Uh, right, uh, that's Detective Comics. I really like Detective Comics. So there was a yeah, me too. Really solid issue. Uh, great Bat book. Oh, we should go to Matt. I was about to move on there. We need we need to. Oh yeah, go what to does Matt, Matt think? Matt's thoughts. Because yes. Batman.
1: Can't have him skip the Batman book.
0: A- exactly, it's his favorite. Uh, and, of course, Matt gave them in a completely different order to what we talk about them, because he's lame. Uh, <laughs> I'll just finding it. Right. Detective Comics. So, this is his words. So excited for where this is going. Loved the Mudroom Penguin stuff. The shadows seem like a serious threat. Batwing is totally Iron Man. That moment between Colonel Kane and Kate was great. Tinian's Bruce is my favourite Bruce so far. Ooh. I was brimming with positivity. Shockingly so. He's a He's a closet
1: Batman fan. I likes to pretend he's not, it's, he's... it's he, he likes detective. It's—it's it's Batman that he doesn't like.
0: He just said he likes Bruce.
1: He, yeah, he likes Tinian's
0: Bruce. Ah, he, he doesn't like King's Bruce. He'll see, He'll see the ways. <laughs> You'll see the ways. All right, that'll <laughs> take us on to Action Comics 974. Dan Jurgens' rating. Uh, Stephen Segovia and Patrick zutcher are both on art. Interestingly, those are both regular artists for this book. It's just This is the first time I think I've seen them both on
1: one. I think it is the first time they split duty, yeah.
0: I actually thought the art was quite good in this.
1: Uh, I would agree. I think it's noticeable where they change. But they're... the thing is, I like both of them. Mm. I just... Don't necessarily think they work that well together.
0: Maybe, maybe what they should have done was uh, one of them tackle one of the plots and the other one tackle the other plot. Yeah. So at least you know it would be when it cuts to the fortress, it would be the different. Art- I mean, I don't know how many pages that made up. per se, maybe it wouldn't have worked out, but yeah, something, something yeah. like that to maybe make it feel less less of a, a a jarring thing. But typically, I like both of those artists though, and I I thought particularly, uh, Fate Clark in this. Yeah, his, his like creepy expressions—not even just when he's actually angry or upset, but when he's like smiling. It's when it he's just, hap- when he
1: first opens the, do- yeah. the door and he's just smiling. It's creepy, isn't it?
0: So, so what's happening in this one? Fate Clark is taking Lois on a, a date. We set that up in the last issue, and they go out. He, he has a limo, which she's surprised by. He's overdressed. He's taking her to a much fancier place. She thought she was going to a burger joint.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they go into this private room in this fancy restaurant
0: private room and then fate clark pulls out a wedding ring and proposes
1: ah because that's not a bit forward
0: and lois naturally is like no and leaves <laughs> as, as you'd expect
1: he's going on about oh it's destiny for us to get be together we have to mm, do this
0: yeah all, all very all very interesting and he, he's so upset that he tells the limo driver to follow her taxi he follows her home and it leads to the the final sort of. Obviously, we will get to the Superman stuff in a minute, but it gets to the the ending scene. Is all right. Clark's back as well. Lois is back. John's there. He's like, oh, great, you guys are home. I don't have to eat frozen pizza anymore. And they're having having dinner. And you know, it's funny actually. Uh, last issue of Superman, I speculated that maybe the mysterious figure outside that John encountered. Maybe that was Fake Clark, and you guys dismissed it. And honestly, I was kind of—I like, wasn't that sold in the idea. It was just something that popped out of my head. Mm. But I do want to point out here, and I am have still not seen it. Definitely is by any means. Um, but the the couple of panels on the second last page—that it's like over John's where shoulder,
1: where he's kind of frosted through the mirror, uh, yeah, through the window. Yeah,
0: that really reminded me of that. And it go, it goes outside, and Fake Clark's obviously there for the last couple of pages. But uh,
1: I'll be honest—I considered it when I read this, and then I thought, eh, that seems like this is such a an action comics plot and it hasn't crossed into Superman at all. Yeah, it would feel weird yeah. for it to be dealt with so heavily there at this stage. It's the only thing that really makes me think it wouldn't be. Unless but, it comes up in Reborn as a major thing.
0: Well, it is coming up in Reborn. Well,
1: yeah, yeah, but what I mean is unless it's, like, they, they address it in Reborn that it was him there then. They
0: could do because when you look at it, as far as that Superman issue goes, it wasn't like it was a whole arc. It was a one standalone issue right before Reborn. It was the last Superman yep. issue before Reborn. So if this whole fake Clark's hanging around outside the Kent house...
1: So yeah, that would have mean this issue actually happens just before that last issue. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but but John was off on his own because the parents weren't there. That was the whole thing, wasn't it? Cause he, he...
0: And they weren't there. What? Oh, wait, no. Well, I could go away again. There's no reason why. Oh, yeah. like. Okay. He's Superman. He's got job stuff to do. She's got books to uh, read. All
1: right, that's fair. <laughs> They're busy people. Aye, uh, I suppose they are. I
0: don't know. Again, I'm not saying for sure it is, but I, I just... It that, is It is possible. That that pan, Those couple of panels where you see him frosted through the window, I thought, oh man, that looks exactly kind of like what that, that it, beam like. It crossed like.
1: my mind too.
0: Yeah. And then he... And what's interesting about this last page though is not that Clark get angry and he's like, oh, you stole her from me. He He's like, wait a minute, it's coming back now. I remember you ruined my life yes I remember all of it yeah like what does he remember all of what yeah yeah you know the online theory that he's superboy prime isn't sounding so ridiculous after that page
1: <laughs> no no it's not
0: I don't know I don't know how else it may be but it does say close at the bottom uh, who is Clark Kent find out in Superman reborn so we're, we're finding out soon yep I'm actually really excited for that it starts next week now
1: yeah, it's crazy that we're, we're we're at that already. Yeah, so and is, we're we're kicking off our monthly crossover series.
0: Yeah, yeah, we got got several of them in a row now. Hmm. But oh, I uh, yeah. So that was the 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 Lois Freight Clark plot. Uh, really enjoyed that. Everything with him was super creepy. Her reactions and the the way she was trying to process what was going on was was super fun as well. Yeah. So although, obviously that last page was really intriguing. Elsewhere, Superman, of course, is still working with Lana. He's at the uh, the actual fortress in the Arctic with steel. And he puts her in the, the Kryptonian battle armor, which mm. heals. And it, it seems to work. Kalex is like, yeah, it's, she's more stable. Seems like It'll take a while, but she is mending. So that seems to be problem solved. Before he puts her in there, though, there is, uh, she does wake up a little bit. Yes, yeah, she does. And she says, wait, Clark, how can you be here when you were just there? Yeah.
1: Interesting. Mm.
0: Again, Very Superman interesting. reborn. I feel like everything in the last couple of issues. Is like there, yeah, Superman reborns next. Here's Teasies. It does is starting to feel that way, yeah. yeah. I don't think there's anything to like gleam from that. Based, you know, because I've already spoken about all the other hints, and I feel like this just adds on to the same kind of idea. Yeah, I don't
1: think it gives us anything new. It's just reminding us.
0: Yeah. It's exciting all the I, same I, th- I think that
1: one's for if you didn't read Superwoman. Yeah, because that was only in that issue of Superwoman. It wasn't in the last issue of Action. Two issues of Superwoman Uh, ah two-ish yeah
0: because both lana and lois on Lana, i have (laughs) lana both lana and lois yeah but uh,
1: but specifically when this happened to lana at the end of the last issue of superwoman is where she said it there Yeah, and it wasn't mentioned in action so this is for anyone who's reading action and superman and going into superman reborn but hasn't been reading that needed to know that bit of information i think
0: yeah yeah that makes that makes sense um yeah, obviously well this is going on uh, Hank Henshaw who we saw last issue is tracking Superman. He's like he goes to the Himalayas where the the, the new fortress is that he built. Yeah. Uh, so Old Clark's new fortress that he built in the Himalayas and
1: Old it, Clark's new fortress. Yeah,
0: and he sends in a guy and of course Blank uses this as an opportunity to escape. Yeah, and Blank, I love how everyone else in the cells is like, "No, don't let him in your head." Yeah, this all is the stupid, all the other villains are like, "No, don't, don't." He's the, he's worse. He's terrible. And Henshaw recognizes him from Lawson Clark, which is cool. Yep. And I guess that, this explains why Clark's going to be in the, the the regular fortress going forward because this fortress gets absolutely decimated. Blank completely destroys it.
1: Yeah, it's really sad seeing the the, the big statues just crumpled in half. Oh,
0: that's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, but it it lines up with what we saw in Batman last week, because it seems of like course. after Reborn, Superman's in this the you know the proper fortress now. So this yeah. lines up with that. So that that's a small case of because that's kind of like the whole in detective. We said how there was no editor was not saying that that's kind of like that. Obviously, it was no dialogue, but we noticed the suit and we're like, oh wait, this must be post Reborn.
1: Yeah,
0: and it kind of lines up. So that's why I'm thinking that detective thing might be just coming up. So somewhere soon. Yeah, yeah. It's, it can't be too far away though. Nah, no, nah, it can't be too far away, but i expect it somewhere mm. but yeah so so that that happens so so blank's out we see blanks just like i think the last time we see him he's, he's just like standing there on the decimation of the entire fortresses around him it's a pretty cool laughing <shot. laughs> yeah he's laughing yeah uh, and henshaw's pissed at it. they're forcing him to leave in the helicopter they're like no oh, that's a superman's place we need to stay here and they're like no sir we're gonna die get in the chopper <laughs> <laughs> i'm paraphrasing but that was the gist of it.
1: pretty much yeah. <laughs>
0: uh that was solid action uh i really like these two issues these last two issues Uh, Hmm. it's like i said last week i I find that the action stuff is great when they're not like i've enjoyed the the bigger arcs but these smaller things that are just like dealing with the overall world i'm enjoying a lot Uh,
1: i think I've, i've enjoyed the the arcs more than you have at least the the last one um but I still think the stuff where it kind of gives Lois her stuff has potentially been the best of this series.
0: Yeah, I agree. When it, treats, when it treats it almost more like a... Ensemble's not the right word, just like a twofer. Like, it's equally Lois's book that it is Superman's. Because when... I mean, obviously, there was a little bit of Lois when he was off on the other planet with Lex, but it was mostly on the planet with him and Lex. Yeah. Whereas this felt more even 50-50. If anything, there was more Lois in this than there was Clark.
1: Yeah, or at least the Lois stuff felt far more important.
0: Yeah. I almost went ahead there without telling you what Matt thought of Action Comics. Again, this is going to be a running theme of this episode, I think, is I'm going to almost go out to the next book and I'd be like, oh no, wait! Matt had thoughts. Uh, Let me guess. He loved it. <laughs> he writes, Another great issue. Doppel Clark is one weird dude. I like that Jurgens is continuing threads from the Lois and Clark mini. Art looks good. To the point.
1: I think that's the most concise he's ever been on that book.
0: It's probably the the least amount he's written for. JLA uh, no, is slightly shorter, but the rest of them are I, all I think, I think
1: in general, he knows that he, we expect him to just gush over Action Comics because he does every every issue.
0: He does, yeah.
1: So we we don't really need to hear that much because it's like, yeah, Matt loved it. What a shock.
0: And we have a Batman bias.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: Oh dear, alright, <laughs> I'll take us on to Wonder Woman. Oh, oh dear, ah, oh, it's all, gone, it's all gone wrong. Ah, it's all gone wrong, mouse work! <laughs> Wonder Woman, number 17, written by Greg Rucker and Art William Sharp. Let's be honest, I would have remembered everyone involved with that, I don't know why I was panicking. that I, <laughs> I see was it. just thinking, it's, uh, like, it, it's the easiest one to
1: remember because it's so consistent.
0: I know, uh, I don't know what's wrong. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> this is Wonder Woman, and... Uh, this was a good issue. I liked this more than the last... When I say the last, I mean the last... Issue of this arc. The truth, yes. The last yeah. present day issue. I would um, agree with that. Uh, which, I liked that issue, but this one I thought was a lot more emotionally vested. I also think it was... There was a good bit with Deanna at the start in the the mental hospital, and she's talking to the snake again, but I liked that it mostly kept away from her. It wasn't about her this issue, it was about the others. I know.
1: But I really liked her, her tea party with the snake.
0: Oh yeah, that was that was... That was great. Crazy and adorable. And it was one of another one of those crazy layout pages that you sometimes sometimes mm. get. Um But the main the main gist of this issue though is that so we ended the last one, Steve and Etta found Ferdinand. And they're basically getting him into help and he's kind of reluctantly going along with it. And uh, so far by the way, I like Ferdinand. He's He's
1: pretty cool, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. It's hard to complain. It's nice that we we actually got his name in this issue.
0: Yeah, and he's complaining. He's like, ah, I don't know if I wanted you to come find me. And like, is, is there been shot with a minigun? He's like, you know, maybe you could have just left me out of this. I think I, lo- I love that he's just got the umbrella up. Like, it's mm. not even raining. It's just to hide him. Yeah, yeah. I, I
1: just like it's a nice touch.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. And meanwhile, obviously, Barbara Ann went went off to Veronica Kale to try and talk her out of doing whatever she's doing. You know, stop this evil plot. Uh, they're my friends, so on. And it all kind of boils down to like her, her forces get them, get get Etta, Steve, and Ferdinand covered. They've got the minigun, and they've got them basically in a. They can't move. They've got them trapped. Yeah,
1: they're they're basically going to die. Yeah,
0: if, they're as good as dead. Up. Yeah, and it's like, oh, we need to do this because we, we need to get to Wonder Woman. We need to get a demigod. We need to get to Themascara and Barbara Ann, in a very touchy moment, offers herself up. So like, no, I'll do it. I'll take this serum and I'll become. I'll become Cheetah again if you, Do you save know what? them. It's
1: earlier in the series than I expected that.
0: It is, yeah. I expected it to happen eventually, but not now. not
1: yet. Which has me a little concerned. Maybe Rocker's got planned like he's got an end in mind sooner than we thought.
0: Mm, maybe, but I mean, even if. Even if he's he finishes this arc and the the God Watch arc, and that's him still done, still like twenty five issues. Isn't yeah, I mean that's still a pretty decent little. It's not run. bad. It's just uh, I'd like I'd like solid fifty from him. It may it may just mean that he's got more Other plans. Yeah, yeah it or could it could be. it could mean that Cheetah will become a permanent ally, but as Cheetah, not as Barbara Ann. Well, it could be. Uh, because obviously she mentions this is not under the control of Ushkatarga. Uh, this is completely free of that, but with still the same power set. And that's true.
1: That is true. So and i love how it her becoming cheetah uh is running parallel to diana rediscovering herself it's like almost like a saying that cheetah is who she is
0: yeah yeah because obviously the end issue cutting between that and also ferdinand with the others going into the the hospital to find Diana. it's like diana sees ferdinand and it's like the final click the final she
1: she, it's when she touches the 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 lasso
0: yeah yeah, and she looks up and says... Well, I can't remember what she says. She something. says, hello, old friend. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> just, it lets you know that she's, she's broken. I, I really like this issue. I, I think the emotional stuff, that, that those last like, five pages or whatever it was, of th- those both those two things happening, especially Cheetah. Cheetah being pain and becoming yeah. the Cheetah again was extremely affecting, and they've done such a good job over the, the, the last couple of arcs of making me care about her and bo- both pre cheetah and both like this redemption that she's had in present day. Yeah. And it feels that she's just got this back. She's just got her life kind of back in a sense and she's giving it up to save her friends. It feels really touching but you also get the sense that it's a really tragic story and it just it yeah. all kind of hits you. Uh but it, it counters nicely with the the stuff with Ferdinand and Steve, where their banter is pretty good. Like they're they kind of they like almost like a buddy cop movie. The two of them talking. It is, to each other. and I
1: like that it sets up that they they know each other pretty well. We don't have to worry about that. We'll just get their relationship from context. Oh yeah, with how, yeah. Like, like like you were just saying there.
0: Yeah. So no, I think this was another really really strong issue of Wonder Woman. It's it's been kind of mostly on fire. I, I think the first issue of this arc was was good, but you know some of the asylum stuff was. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, it was very inventive in what it was doing with the the fancy layouts and the talking snakes, but it maybe took up so much of the issue that it didn't feel like the plot moved that much.
1: I think it'll read fine in trade.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: But uh, I agree that it was maybe the not the most effective individual issue.
0: Yeah. So and maybe this hunt for Themascara is uh, coming up because we all, we also see briefly see the the Amazons on Themascara mm. and. Uh, Hippolyta is like almost about giving up hope. Yeah. Uh, was who's, who's the one that chops down the tree? The, the, the tree we've seen several times? Oh, I can't remember now. I can't remember. But she, she's like, No, I don't lose hope, Queen. And she yeah. like, chops the tree down, and it's just. It's, a, it's the
1: older woman, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Uh, just It feels very focused. I mean, as much. It's funny because I thought the rebirth issue at the start of rebirth was very unfocused, it felt meaningless. And I still think that. Like I think that's the weakest issue of the entire run, is that rebirth issue. And then it properly starts at issue one. But I feel like the entire series has been very focused around several key things. It's about Themascara, it's about her relationship with Barbara Ann. And that's um, kind of it. That's that's what the whole thing's about. Yeah. And
1: Every and, arc's and, about and, that. and not just her relationship with Barbara Ann, her relationship to it's it's kind of Diana's relationship to Themyscira and Diana's relationship to the rest of the world.
0: Oh yeah, sure, yeah. To, but, d- yeah, to, know, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah.
1: But um, I would be interested in rereading that rebirth issue now and seeing if now that we kinda know what the themes of this run are and how it's playing, if it reads better. Maybe. I mean it doesn't excuse it at the time, don't be wrong.
0: Yeah, it just kind of felt jumbled. Didn't really yeah, feel like it had I'm just wondering if purpose. now that we have a,
1: a firmer grasp on this series, if it if it plays into that a bit better.
0: Yeah, possibly. Possibly. But not, uh, obviously, that was really good as well again. Uh, Liam Sharp.
1: I, I feel like it's not even worth mentioning anymore. It, it, Sharp it hard, just it kills wins. it every single issue. I love that stuff on Thermoscara at the start, just because his art looks fantastic for mm. that stuff.
0: I think the Cheetah Transformation is probably my standout stuff from on this one.
1: Yeah. And I love, just to about the, the cover highlights that, because it is just mm. that sheet It's on a plain white background as well, so it really just lets you know, focus, focus in on it.
0: Yeah. So Also, oh, there was a little tease in that scene, actually, about her dogs. Remember we were talking about how all oh, those twins... and the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the ...the past arc, maybe with, with the dogs, and she's like, oh, uh, they're older than you think. Was I think it was the line. I was like, oh, ah, yeah. okay, a nice little teasing across between the arcs, which is pretty cool. So, so what did Matt think? What did Matt think? That's a good question. I was about to move on. Uh, uh, I
1: noticed you were, uh, which th- is I th- why th- I thought I'd better jump in, otherwise
0: uh, Matt may not be happy. Holy shit, this issue ratchets it up. Tragic swinging with Barbara Ann ended up the cheat again. That issue where we saw her origin was just the best. <laughs>
1: He's not even here and he still has to mention
0: it. <laughs> that, that doesn't even follow on from what he just said. Diana's conversation with the snake was entertaining and terrifying. Interesting seeing the actual Amazons again. Art was fantastic. Sharp's layouts are beautiful. There you go. That's Matt's thoughts on Wonder Woman. Kind of pretty much sums up what we said. Yeah, uh, which takes us on to The Flash, issue 17. Joshua Williamson writing and Carmine D. Giadomenico on art. Uh, I don't is... believe
1: it's it's not just him, is it? No, it's uh... it not. I didn't think so. I think there was someone else with him. One second. Let me find the credits page. Oh, I'll just. I'll... No, there's three. Uh, so three? you've got him, you've got David Gian Felice. Felicier? I don't know how you say that. And Neil Gouge.
0: Felici, I think I would pronounce Felici. that. Yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. do a chess sound. Sounds yeah, that works. Italian to me.
1: Could yeah. be wrong. The, but... the three of them are all credited credit as artists.
0: Oh, really? uh...
1: And I, I I will be honest, there are a few panels where I noticed, a few pages in particular I noticed where it wasn't. Gio Dominica.
0: Hmm. I wonder if it's because he was attempting to do the whole arc himself, but then in this last issue he just maybe kind of okay. was struggling to... But one of the ones that stood out as
1: I don't think it was him was uh, one of the big splash pages, actually. Well, which one? Uh, it's the, the one where Flash really just says, uh, Never. Alright. Oh, that, that page felt a little bit off to me. It didn't feel as sleek as his stuff usually is. Maybe I'm wrong and it is him. but Or it could be just, because there's two colourists as well, I believe. Mm. And maybe that one's just a different colourist that's giving it a different feel. I'm not entirely sure, but something's off about that page for me.
0: Ah, uh, you're right. I think the page before that looks like the same person, actually, in terms of the art. Yeah, you're right. Uh, same, similar kind of faces. Uh, I'll be honest, for whatever reason, I didn't notice that when I was going through it. Interestingly enough, the page after that looks like it's back to... Uh, yeah,
1: the page after looks like it's back to Geodominica.
0: Yeah. Uh, curious, curious placement yeah. for these different pages. But as far as the issue itself, of course, uh, he has a especially fight with the rogues, mainly Captain Cold. He's got his black ice gun. What is the black ice gun? Well, on top of shooting ice, it has... It's developed from the technology that was used to create the uh, Speed Force Storm at the start of the, the series, yeah. and it basically interrupts with the Speed Force as well, so Flash can't vibrate through the ice, so it makes it a bit more dangerous to him, specifically.
1: It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, most of the issues actually fight with the rogues. Uh, all the other rogues come in, and he fights amongst them, and he basically takes them all down. Actually, I say he takes them down. He, he basically... Causes havoc to the gun so that when uh, Golden Glider tries to shoot him at close range It kind of short circuits and knocks them all out. I yeah, because
1: he's losing one of my favorite moments is that You get to really see the rogues play to each other's strengths as a team
0: mm. uh, the,
1: the moment that I have is where um, Weather Wizard tells our uh, mirror master to turn his reign into tiny mirror shards.
0: Ah Yeah, that was, that was like, a really good oh, that's cool that's really cool. I, I think what I like is just just at the end of it is Flash is kind of losing, and Golden Gliders like got the gun to his head, and she's like, you know, maybe the reason why we keep losing is because we we don't break a rule because they've got you know they've got a code they don't kill, yeah, and Snart kind of was like, no, like let me do it. sis. like this isn't you. This isn't. you he's like yeah. he's trying to not let her be the killer. He, he's
1: clearly not. Go- I don't think even then he wouldn't have taken the shot. He just oh, wanted yeah. to get the gun off
0: her. Yeah, I agree, but I, th- I think that's the the logic he's trying to sell to her. Yeah. At that, that moment in time. Uh, but luckily for Flash, the gun, you know, he, he disrupted it uh, a couple it, of And it, pages it, it ago. misfires. It misfires, causes a huge uh, sort of shockwave, and Flash wins, rogues go to jail. Yeah, pretty much. Happy days. Uh, other tidbits in this issue uh, Wally's still looking into his uncle, or his dad, it turned out to be. Yeah. Uh, and he was he's, he's in Iron Heights, so he broke in and got some info. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the issue, we see some of those uh, fake rogues that we've been seeing throughout the arc, the uh, Paper Cut Man, or Paper Plane Man, what was it called? What was it called? Paper Cut? Was it Paper Cut? Yeah. It's paper Cut. we like got Folding Paper Man and New Superman, I need any differentiate <laughs> between my paper villains.
1: Uh, yeah. It's, it's not helpful, is it? No,
0: nah, but got Paper Cut and a couple of the little lackeys, and... They go into like a new cell block and they get beat up and then we find out like Snarts there, Captain Cold, has now promoted himself to the new kingpin of Central City. He wants to rule the city now. It's not just traditional rogue-esque stuff. Which he wants to be a crime boss. He wants to be a crime boss. And I think this is pretty cool. I feel like this will be like a new status quo thing for uh, Williamson's run, where we'll have yeah. Snart kind of in the background popping up in between various arcs. Yeah,
1: and I really like what this could do. Like, does he make others obey his code? Hmm. Yeah. And and does he transform crime that way to to maybe the point where Barry is like, maybe I should leave him in this position because he's keeping them under control. Like, it's a yeah in the same way he kind of does with the rogues, where he tolerates them to a degree.
0: Yeah, possibly could could, could bring this new level of uh, mutual respect, I guess, in the city.
1: Yeah, I think it could be interesting. We'll have to see how Snart plays it. Obviously, yeah, but yeah. I'm definitely happen. interested to see how it plays out.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, other than that, most of this year is the fight. It's more mostly. It is. It's
1: mostly straightforward for
0: that. F- f- uh, Flash taking on the Snart and then the Rogues as a as a team. Uh, it's a fun fight though, and oh, it is. I, I think uh, the differences in a few of the pages aside, they are is pretty good, mm. and. Yeah, like you say, it's it's fun seeing the Rogues use all the different powers and sort of making them work together.
1: Yeah, it's nice. Obviously, that I like that Barry still considers them a threat. Mm. Like they're individually maybe not, but all them together, they they do work as a team and they function and they are a threat to him even without powers.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's a pretty straightforward issue. It really you, it was. Yeah, it was. Think about it.
1: It was kind of exactly what the end of the arc needed to be. Just yeah. let's resolve set up something nice for the future, and, and we'll move on from there.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't remember... I, I, I imagine it's maybe dealing with the Wally West stuff next couple of issues.
1: Uh, it says, um, break out from Bell Reeve or something, I think it said. Let me just double check.
0: Yeah, yeah so it's the Wally West stuff, because that's where his dad is. Yeah, it says br- break in at Bell Reve. Break Sorry. in at Bell Reve. Yeah, that makes sense. So Yeah. That'll, that'll be maybe the focus for the next couple of issues before we get to uh, the button crossover.
1: Makes sense. You don't want to start anything... Real real now. Because we
0: have I think three issues before we get to that.
1: Uh it's twenty one, wasn't it? So Was it twenty two? Twenty one oh, and twenty two twenty two and twenty three?
0: It's twenty one and twenty two, so
1: Right, and this was seventeen. Yeah, so, so 18,
0: 19, 20 Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense. Maybe we will got a B three issue arc, or maybe it'll be just a two issue thing and a one shot. Yeah, kind
1: of we'll have to wait and see. Maybe a little tease of, of what's to come in, in the button as, as the third one.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe I'll do the same thing. Yeah, the action and Superman have kind of done for the the Superman crossover where they really, really tease what big things are coming. Or yeah, yeah, I can see that. But Uh, uh so Flash is still super fun. Uh, just a really straightforward issue. Matt, oh, see, I didn't forget this time.
1: I was about to. I was ready to remind you just before that you were
0: right. Uh, I, I didn't forget. Flash art was oh art was spotty. So he's a uh, it's a shame. He's,
1: he's, he's called the same thing as we've yeah. just mentioned.
0: Uh, Dj Domenico shines in his parts. Williamson nails what makes Barry and the Flash makes Barry the Flash beyond put the powers. I like how the Rogues seem broken by the end. And what is Kid Flash up to? Question mark. Well, he's trying to see his dad. Pay attention, Matt.
1: <laughs> Slacking.
0: <laughs> Slacking.
1: I'm getting a slap on the wrist for that one.
0: <laughs> he's got a button.
1: <laughs> well, when when we next talk about Flash, we'll have to berate him, and he can have the button on just for that. Uh,
0: (laughs) but yeah uh, flash is very i feel like if you've been enjoying flash there's like no reason to complain about any of the issues for well at all really it's been pretty consistent since issue one
1: i mean i thought it grew because i wasn't that big at the start if you remember that's true i grew over that first arc but now it's pretty consistent minus the art issues in this one
0: yeah, I feel like that was just a time thing.
1: It probably was. I just felt it was really awkward to have the big splash page be one of the, the extra artists. It no, felt weird. No pun
0: intended. I think I was reading it so quick I didn't even pick no, up on that as uh, I was going through it. I, I, it just jumped out at me. Mm. No, see, once you once you mentioned it, I looked at it, I'm like, yeah, you're right, this isn't... Yeah. Uh, Carmine at all, but... Hey-ho, hey-ho. So that's the Flash 17. That'll take us on to Justice League of America, issue one, written by Steve Orlando and art by Ivan Reis. This, of course, is the actual issue one. We had the Rebirth issue two weeks ago, and this... Now, I enjoyed this, and I know that Connor's about to be negative, so I'm... I'm I'm... going to be
1: fairly negative, though. I'm
0: not going to just chit on it. Because... I... I like the team, and I like—I actually, my favourite stuff in this issue is probably the first batch of pages, where it's just the different teammates, often like pairs, having conversations. The problem with this issue, and potentially this entire first arc, is it's a very, very generic, typical first team, first Justice League arc, where generic villain shows up. It's like, oh, we're actually here to save you all because this Earth is doomed, but we will do it. So, with rule and fascism, bow to us, mere humans. And the Justice League team have to show up and fight them. And that's basically the issue. And that's uh, one of my biggest
1: problems with this book. It feels so average in
0: that sense. I think the plot's definitely like that, yeah. I would agree with that. But I like—I like, don't
1: connect to any of the characters enough to care. Like, I, I haven't seen enough of any of them to really care about anyone I, or any interactions.
0: It's really weird because I think it's a shame that they started with an arc like this. But at the same time... It's also a very typical arc to start with. It is,
1: and that's kind of that is a big problem that I'm having. It is so typical. It's, oh, look, there's an enemy, and we don't know how to work together yet, but well, by the end, we'll be a proper team.
0: However, I, I do see some potential, depending on how. Because obviously, it ends with the, the main bad guy is about to kill uh, Ryan Choi. Yeah. Because he wants to make an example. And it ends with the cliffhanger of Batman saying, no, if you want to make an example, take me. And that's the, the end of it. So. The potential here is that if the if the villains do take Batman right, and the rest of the team have to learn to work together without him, they have to do it on their own. I can see that being quite interesting.
1: It could. The alternative problem is it'll just feel like Batman'll get out of it, and you know, you know, what I mean. He'll just be like, okay, well, I'm going to get out of this, and then we'll, we'll, we'll the team will be trying, but it won't ultimately matter because Batman's like, ah, I've got it covered.
0: Ah, maybe that wouldn't bother me that much
1: bother me a little bit. Also, this is a not in, in anything to do with this issue in particular hmm. but I never noticed how weird his rebirth gloves were until that final page with all the ridges on. I'd never I'd never seen them up close like that I don't think. Alright. It just uh, stood out as weird. No, that, that's not a knock against this issue though.
0: But regardless of how the rest of this arc goes, what what it kind of reminds me of, I assume, let say it doesn't get more interesting like I just said it would, where it's the, the rest of the team on their own trying to figure out how to come together and actually fight a threat. It, feels, it reminds me a lot of the first arc of Green Lanterns, where the plot was kind of, eh, whatever, and it was just kind of like, yeah, let's just get through this so we can get to the, the meat that we want to get to. And Green Lanterns was a book where once it actually got past that first arc, we all ended up liking it a lot more.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair.
0: I feel like, and I get why they don't do this with issue ones, but I kind of wish they did. I wish issue ones were less plot-heavy and were more character-building. I think...
1: It's something that you can get away with with a typical Justice League book because you know who all the characters are. But when you've got something like this where they're mostly small-time characters who a lot of people won't know, I, I need to care about them as people, as a team, before any sort of plot like this. Yeah, I just don't... I find it really hard to care about anything that's going on when I don't care about any of the characters as a team.
0: They've start they've started with too big a a villain plot to start off with. Should yeah. I started with something smaller? And I, I do agree with that. That said, I don't have as much problems with it as you do.
1: I just I found it because of that, I found it really hard to care about anything. I found it not
0: particularly
1: enjoyable because it was so typical and by
0: the numbers. I like the characters more than you do though. I some some of the banter between them I was getting kind of into. Uh I don't know. I I feel like I I feel like you're being just harsh isn't the right word. You're you're maybe just
1: Perhaps. I just feel like two issues in, I haven't really gotten anything out of it yet. I've not enjoyed anything particularly. I thought they've both been fine, but not particularly good.
0: I like the rebirth issue more than you did, definitely. Oh, I you li- did, yeah. I like the rebirth issue more than this one.
1: See, I, f- I put them both on a similar level, where they both have similar problems for me, of they're very typical that's and been, not doing anything that's interesting the That might sound crazy
0: me. to some people, but I could have used more of the rebirth issue for a while, before they introduce plots like this.
1: Well, see, I would agree with that, because... The, the reason I was against a lot of the rebirth of it was it just felt like, oh let's collect everyone because we have to do that and blah blah blah.
0: But I, if honestly, it was I I think this issue really is what they should have done after that rebirth issue is have an entire issue set in that, that base with just the team's like Well
1: because yeah, the only the bit of this I actually p I did actually like was um Atom and Frost in, yeah, in the Sanctuary. Yeah. That that was the the only part that I really liked. Everything else yeah. I don't have it a problem did, with it. Didn't rest didn't really, of it. it just... Well, that's the thing. I didn't necessarily have problems with it, but none of it was doing anything for me to to make me care about anything. I wasn't. I wasn't enjoying it as I was reading it. I was just reading it, and that's a problem for me.
0: You say that as if that feeling would, wouldn't be a problem for someone else.
1: Well, I don't know. There's certain <laughs> books where you can kind of just read through it, and it's it's mind numbing, and that's fine. But when it's a new book, it's a number one issue that is mm. a problem.
0: I just. All I'll say is, it has only been two issues, and it does remind me a lot of Green Lanterns. I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of potential in here to grow. Perhaps. And I just, I think you're being a touch dismissive. It's really, really what I feel here. I feel like you're just being a touch dismissive.
1: Maybe, but after two issues, I'm not sure I really care to read that much more. Like, I, I don't know if I want to at this point.
0: Like, obviously you can feel that, because uh, obviously some books are just terrible from issue one. Like, after one issue of Red Hood, I knew I didn't want to read any more Red Hood, and that's fine. Uh, of course you did, you wanted to read six issues.
1: But I didn't want to read six issues, I was forced to read six issues.
0: Only because you put your foot in it and said you would. <laughs> yes, shut up. I but I feel like nothing, I, I don't feel like anything in here was remotely, I don't think anything here was bad. And therefore, I don't think anything's bad enough to want to dump it after two issues, is, is the way I'm seeing it.
1: I get that, but for me, I'm so apathetic after two issues that it feels like a time sink that I have to... It feels like, oh, this is going to be a chore for me to read the remaining, what, five issues of this Oh, side. I
0: definitely didn't feel that way. It didn't feel like a to read. I, I think I think it read well enough. I think the characters are likeable enough. It it didn't blow me away. It won't be appearing on my top five of the week, certainly, because it is... It do I don't mean "sure" percent. as in "oh, it's bad
1: to read." I just mean this is a good, you know, fifteen-minute chunk of my reading time that I have to dedicate to this that I'm not going to enjoy. That's how I feel at the minute.
0: Yeah, but I don't feel that is what I'm saying. I don't feel yeah. that. I don't feel re- that remotely negative. I don't feel that excited about it either. Because, like I say, the plot is very typical. It's very yeah generic. Villains show up, and because it, it feels re- it feels a little bit reminiscent of Morrison's GLA, his first arc in that. Mm. where the, these new heroes show up and they claim to be heroes and they're going to help the Earth. It's not the exact same thing, but it just it reminded me of that. Yeah, I get that. Uh, in some ways, because they're here to save us. But, uh, art was very nice, though. Oh, that was great. Art, art, art was great. And unlike you, I did enjoy most of the character stuff. I, I think some of Ryan Choi's banter with everyone's quite good. I like Killer Frost. Uh, still waiting to get Lobo to be justified, given that Batman's all this is the team of human, <laughs> relatable humans. Uh, yeah,
1: no, I, I wasn't getting that at all. Like, because he brought it up again, yeah. I was like, "Really? Explain, Lobo." Someone ask him, "Canary, you're smart. Ask him why, Lobo." <laughs> I, I would go as far as to say the Ray as well, please. You've got a dude who's
0: basically looks like he's on fire, kind of. Oh, the light. Well, no, nah, see, I can buy that because it's not—it's not about actually being. Because he was human, he started human, well, and yeah. he's relatable because he went through a lot of bad stuff. Like to to us, sure, because
1: we know that. But he's Batman's reasoning is he wants the public to see this relatable team. Eh,
0: <laughs> eh.
1: Does d- does he look relatable to the public?
0: It depends. Will he talk to them? Will he let them speak to the public?
1: Well, I mean, I can't imagine so. I mean, I mean, he might speak to them, but not in in his in depth way to to. Not, he's not going to tell them his, his life story, is he?
0: Well, no, but like, if, if he gets to speak to them and he gets to... If he gets his personality across and they see that he's not some spooky ghost...
1: But do people not feel that about Superman?
0: Well, yeah, but he's still a god who can lift up buildings. Like, I get, his, his logic isn't completely sound, but I, I still understand, it at least from a writing perspective, why the other ones are all there. Loeb was the only one that I don't get. Yeah, Lobo's
1: Lobo's far worse a problem for it than the Ray, don't get me wrong.
0: Because because the Ray does have a very human story. He he's had a he really does, which sh- is... shitty life, he was mistreated by his parents and everything.
1: And and that's the thing, I can appreciate that from a, a reader's perspective, but as an in story Batman putting that to the public,
0: I don't buy it. <laughs> Well we didn't get to see a, a, quite a, a lot of what ray has been doing since, Could we've seen his rebirth issue, how he sort of came into the public eye, we don't really yeah. know what he's been doing since then, maybe all the stuff that he's been doing, all those people he's been saving, maybe it's been very uh, social, down to earth, like saving the little, the no, little that's guy.
1: that's fair, that's fair. That kind of thing. I'd I'd like them to address this though, at some maybe point. Maybe they
0: will, maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be like Detective and they'll, they'll all get an arc where they're kind of the focus and we'll get into them a little bit more.
1: Oh yeah, I can appreciate it. I just feel like someone does need to to speak to Batman about this. Like you said, Canary, probably.
0: Canary feels right because A, she's smart, but B, she's also... She's also not intimidated by him, the way that the rest of them probably are.
1: I feel it'll either be Canary or Vixen.
0: Yeah, maybe Vixen.
1: But I feel like someone needs to call him out and go, Look, cut the shit, give us the truth.
0: Well, they'll, they'll wait until Lobo does something a bit outrageous. And they'll mm-hmm. it'll come up as an argument. It's like, like wait, why is Lobo even here? We're supposed to be relatable and you've got this alien planet killing douchebag.
1: It's really not helping his case, is it?
0: <laughs> but no. I I so this is just to wrap up my thoughts on uh GLA issue one I thought it was I thought it was an enjoyable read. Um I don't regret reading it. I thought it went by quickly. Art was really nice, like the characters, the plot is just very the plot's my only issue. I like the characters more than you do. The, the plot's the one thing that I agree is very typical oh, and that's standard fair. I just, and For me,
1: they haven't done enough to make me care about the characters. But we'll see. We'll Have see how I heart. feel.
0: Have an open heart, Connor. We'll see. How did, how did Matt feel about this? How did Matt feel about it? That's interesting. Because yeah, he
1: was kind of more on my side with the rebirth issue.
0: Hmm. This is interesting. Okay, it says, Wish it was better. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if that falls with me or you. That It could, could go either way still. It could, because I, I still had problems. Because uh, I would agree with that, I wish it was better too. <laughs> I definitely wish it was better. I mean, we, we can both agree on that sentiment. But then he actually says something that goes against me to a point, because he says, and not not in the way you think it does, he says, Lord Havoc and the Extremists is an interest as interesting as the villains. I don't know if I agree with that, I think they're pretty bland and...
1: I think they're very typical. Yeah. Like, that was that was such a problem for me.
0: And he says, but it still feels incomplete. And okay, fair. But uh, it's interesting that he points out the villains as the one of the positives he has. Yes, uh, so it is
1: interesting that he has such a different viewpoint on it to us, isn't it? Yeah. Is he said sh- anything
0: else? No, was up. Oh, okay. So uh, we'll we'll have to. Next issue comes up. We'll we can we'll go more Grill him depth, a bit. Yeah. And we'll have a third issue to talk but, about as well. So to
1: be honest, maybe it will be worth grilling him a little bit next week when it's quiet.
0: Oh yeah, because we only have like seven, eight books next week. Yeah,
1: whereas the next time this is up is a week two, and it's going to be a a hefty week as it is.
0: All right, all right, you made some made some fair points. Made some fair points. That'll take us on to Batgirl issue eight. Hope Larson writing and Chris Wildgoose on art. This is the second part of the Son of Penguin arc, and it was another fun one. It had their their date, which we seen them going. Although she she's obviously dubious because he runs this this empire that's making these apps and stuff. But she's on a date, and she feels conflicted. And she does kiss him, which, I'm not going to lie, after the the last Nightwing issue where Dick's got a girlfriend, and I'm just like, oh, come on, you guys, come on. You're meant for each other, stop it.
1: It's it's a coping mechanism, isn't it? She's throwing herself at someone else.
0: True, but it's especially... It's more worse here than it was with Nightwing and Sean, because Sean's actually seems quite nice. (laughs) Whereas here...
1: You're just waiting for his villainous turn,
0: which, as it happens, is the end of the issue. We, we well, see yeah. he's he's a villain. So, but even when when this moment happens, yeah. you're just waiting for it. Yeah, he's he's such a slimy, posh, pretty boy. It just it, and he's the son of Penguin. And he's the son of Pen- it just <laughs> all of it hurts. So a, a big part of this issue is him explaining to Harley sort of backstory. He could be lying about some of it, but he it seems that as as he recounts it. Uh, his mother was a waitress who worked at the Iceberg Lounge and Penguin just kind of shipped her off when he found out she was pregnant and gave her money and that was that was the whole relationship we never met him until he was an adult i buy it yeah so so that's that but the the rest of the issue of she, still spying on him but she goes to uh, another hipster bar that's got a theme it's a laundrette so strange and, i don't get it yeah you
1: know, I, I like going to the odd bar but this is just a weird bar
0: it's like a wall of washing machines up, up in the wall
1: and and the are debating can you actually do your laundry here
0: and no one seems quite sure it's weird we also as also seen before this actually we see barbara's doing like her volunteer stuff where she's helping like kids hack like- uh, yeah she's
1: a, she's in the library because yeah, she- that's that's what her her course is
0: yeah, yeah, but she's she's doing like a volunteer thing where she's helping kids who want to get into like computers and hacking. Uh, yeah. What was the phrase she uses? Uh, ethical ethical ethical, ethical hacking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're not we're not hacking to break laws and. Oh, it's a real different... thing. Oh no, it is. But I just I love that phrase, ethical hacking.
1: So they they typically make their money from uh, hacking web like legit websites and then telling them for rewards. How, yeah.
0: How how you how you do it? Yeah. Yeah. So they can, pat, so they can patch, patch the holes. It, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's all fair. Uh, I I just it feels like a weird thing to be teaching kids. I guess. I don't
1: know. I think it's something that I've noticed over the last few years. It, in in reality, like they uh, the, the pushing.
0: It probably COVID. is. It's just just from when I was like that age, the thought of like anyone telling me, "Oh, do you want to take an ethical hacking course?" But that sets up one of the ideas. One of the one of the kids gets a lift, and we don't actually realise at the time. We think it's just. You know, maybe a parent's friend or something. Yeah,
1: because like, oh. uh, she says, "Oh, she's your walk home."
0: Yeah, uh, but then later on, when she, when she's leaving the, the nightclub, or when one of the other girls is leaving the nightclub, she has this walk home. She's got an app to get someone to come and escort her home, and she goes outside to sort of check it. And uh, the 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 girl who's like taken taking her home, like attacks this mugger and like beats the crap out of him, like with extreme force. And Batgirl, girl like, "Oh wait a I minute, mean, I need to deal with this." And she goes over and checks it, and it's when the, the, the walk home like pulls off her, her hood or whatever and there's that great page where it's like Batgirl's just thinking about who it is because she's like I recognise her and it's like all all these like a mug shots of all the different female villains that we've seen either in this book or just in general Catwoman's there uh, the schoolgirl one from the last arc is there
1: yeah you got Ivy in there there's,
0: all, there's lots of female DC villains and it's like wait a minute take the glasses do some yep. funkier hair ah it's Magpie <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, so that's another one of the the same apps, and the 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 she she she, she fights her and uh, wins, and uh, as you expect, and it's a fun little fight sequence, and it hits the news, and uh, son of Penguin has to was his name Elliot, what is he? Ethan, Ethan or Ethan? Elliot? Ethan. Ethan. I think it's Ethan, and he's like, oh no, trust rest assured, since this has happened, we are having a more thorough vetting process to you know rule out. Extreme people, and make sure that everyone who's taking part in the program is uh, suitable, and so on. But then it's this, last this, last, last little page where he goes in, and he's like, "Yeah, this is just a, a prototype for the main, the main game, which is coming up." And the next step is taking out Batgirl, and he's like proper villainous, and it's like you know, he may have yeah. a, he may as well have a mustache to twirl.
1: You might as well. And then it says uh, next, the the thing for the next issues is next, Cobblepot two point Yeah. Also, I laughed so hard as. So when she's fighting Magpie and she gets a, a low rating on cuz Magpie's oh, yeah. like legitimately trying to just make money here. Yeah, the
0: person the person who was getting escorted home like she gives her a low rating. It's, ca- it's kind of like Uber is essentially the, yeah. the idea. She
1: gives her a 3 stars. She's like, "No, what about my 5-star rating?" And then background knocks her out and goes there's your 5 stars. And then it's got the little stars spinning above her head, very classic cartoony. And it actually has 5 stars there.
0: I don't know why. But for some reason, I I expect the word "bitch" at the end of that sentence. There yeah, they they, they, sub- <laughs> they
1: substitute in with "jerk," but
0: yeah, it, it, yeah, it they're playing nice. Like, I, yeah. I get it. it just my, my adult head just jumped to the word "bitch" Agreed. being at the end of that
1: sentence.
0: Uh, that was a, that's a fun issue. I'm enjoying this uh, son of penguin arc.
1: I agree. I had a few little issues with the art in this one. It was um. Most of it's great, but uh, there was a fair few bits, especially during the fight scene, where I felt they were just kind of having to rush through it because they were hiding the backgrounds. They just went with the pop art, bold colours. Hmm. And I'm not sure it felt like a stylistic choice to me. A lot of it felt like, oh, well, we're hang on, here's not the time to put in all the backgrounds like they normally do.
0: See, You say that, but a lot of Albuquerque stuff in the first arc had plain white backgrounds and stuff. That was kind of a yeah thematic but it, it's
1: it's there's not plain white it's that I, I bought it when it was the big splash page because it was a big focusing on the on that moment but it's the smaller ones when they're fighting with magpie that a lot of them just cut to the colors and it feels very very pop art in the background and
0: i don't know i'm looking oh yes i see
1: i think the one that really stands out to me is the one where the gun actually fires and you see it hit behind it and it's like it really see, it kind of hits a, an edge of a wall, but then there's all this pop art, and I, I didn't really get it.
0: Yeah, it kind of. The, the, the few pages before that, it's mostly like just sort of these weird backgrounds that aren't actual what's there.
1: But then it's when you have the occasional one that does have something yeah. there; it makes it stand out more as a as a weird choice instead of something that they were going for
0: honestly that panel you're talking about with the gunfire is the worst one because it feels weird because there's actually a bit of a wall in the pavement whereas the two below that where it's like her reacting and the punch it feels yeah. like it is stylized and it's meant to be like that it feels like it's oh we're getting that background because it's like doing the impact of the hit
1: uh, i get that and that one those are less of an issue that one with the gunshot is definitely like the, a bigger culprit but it was the sort of thing that once i'd noticed it and then I was noticed how, how it was flicking between having backgrounds and having not. It didn't feel like there was a lot of consistency for some of them.
0: The one, the ones with the kicks on the previous page are a little bit... I think the idea is that when they're so deep in a moment, it's like the, the, the world's like, you know, they're not no, noticing the world around them, and I think that's the the gist of it. That one with the gunshot, though, does feel really weird. Uh, the two below that, though, with the punching and the, the actual, like, uh, you know, the wham effect. And, and I
1: it, can allow those, but then if you go to the final page... It's the second-to-last panel. You have Son of Penguin just sat at the computer with a pop art background behind him, and it—it it, it was another mm. one where it's like, okay, I don't get it now. Because, like you say, those other ones are for the big action moments, and I, yeah. I can compine to buy it. But then you have it here, and it feels like they're just being a bit lazy.
0: I'll be honest, that, that Penguin one's a bit weird. I don't know how to explain that one. At the same time, though, it feels kind of like weird. Like, why that panel? If if it, it is uh, if it is a case of we need to cut time, why? This that, random but Yeah,
1: but there's a few when Batgirls in the bar as well. Like, when they're just talking, there's a couple of random ones that just have that pop-up background there.
0: Yeah, you're right, there is one or two. It's not much, it's just one or two. Oh, let, me, let me look at these specifically. I'm getting to the bottom of this. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs>
1: like later like say, because the action ones, where they are so caught up into it, like I, I do buy that as a legitimate explanation.
0: Like, I would get it if it's a moment where... They they learn something shocking or something, but that one's not. But it's
1: the one after they learn it, isn't it? With the with the in the bar, because it's where they have um they oh, what's her name talking about the the fertility clinic.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's just Barbara's side that's like that. It's weird. I don't know. I I can't I can't explain it.
1: That's what makes it stick out more when there's these odd ones that don't feel like they connect to it. That that's what makes me feel like it's a criticism rather than just a stylistic choice. It's
0: at not the, same, the end of the world. At the same time, though, no, I don't. I I, f- I feel like you wouldn't do that if it, if it was a case of oh we're running out of time, we have to. Because it doesn't make sense to me why how random it is. Like why is it one panel in the bar scene, one panel on the last page? You'd think it would all be towards the end, or you think it would be all designated to one scene.
1: You'd think, but there's a lot of panels that just have blank backgrounds as well. There's there's another. I mean, the one next to that one in the bar has a, a plain background. Uh, there's a, there's quite a few scattered throughout. But it feels like that he didn't have time to draw all the backgrounds. He drew all the primary stuff first, and didn't go in and fill in a lot of the backgrounds. And he was just went okay. This one can get away with this color. And this one can get away with this dotty one. Hmm. I'm not entirely sure.
0: I don't know. It's weird. I'll be honest, it wasn't sticking out to me that much as I was reading it.
1: It was one of those things that, it wasn't at first, but once I noticed it, it was bothering mm. me.
0: Honestly, I think the one with the gunfire is the, the the weird one, that I think actually does feel off. Yeah. I don't think the other ones feel that bad. Like, because it is just a close-up of a head, and it's like, well, it doesn't really matter what's behind it, them. It doesn't matter, much.
1: but it was a case of, once I'd noticed it, it, those other ones bothered me a little bit. I'd almost rather which just blank, to be honest. That's, I think that's what it is, is because it's the... The stuff that pops out, I, I, my eyes are drawn to it, so you notice it more, hmm. which is, I don't know, it feels strange.
0: I'll be curious to see if there's some of that in the next issue, because I feel like if it keeps going for issues, it probably is a stylistic choice, I just don't quite understand it.
1: Yeah, I don't either. Like, like you said, your explanation for the ones in the fight scenes was good, and I'm willing to accept that as as a primary reason, but it doesn't explain some of these other ones.
0: We'll see if we'll let's keep an eye out for it the next issue, and we'll see if it keeps yeah. happening. Because I, I feel like if it keeps happening issue to issue, I don't think it's a I'm running out of time thing. If it's constantly, it feels like it would be more yeah. likely to be. No, for some reason this is the style they're going yeah, for. Yeah, okay. And I don't know. I don't. I can't explain it.
1: Do Do any viewers? Do you have any reasons as to why that might be there on the other panels? If, if you do, please let us know.
0: It's the placement that's weird. Like, if, it, if it's a moment where they just realise something or if it's a moment where, I don't know, they get some heavy news or something like that, like, I can buy a reaction shot like that having the whole background fades away and it's just the face and... Yeah. But some of the ones they've picked here feel really weird, so...
1: They do. They do feel strange. Like, you
0: would use it to punctuate and this doesn't feel like it's punctuating the right frames.
1: I know. and then in that action one with the gunshot, it just made the whole thing feel murky.
0: Regardless of that, I did quite enjoy the issue. So. I did as well. I'm complaining
1: about this little thing, but overall I thought like the actual the art that was there, all the all the primary focus stuff was great. Like I loved it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I I think it's also again building like Batgirl's like immediate community and the sort of things she'll yeah. be up to and all, all that stuff. So
1: And it's still taking shots at the hipsters, so we can appreciate that.
0: Oh I can always appreciate that. Uh, let's, let's see what uh Matt Matt said about it, shall we? Uh, starting to get a crush on Barbara, so Pete, watch out. Have I? Have, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: is this maybe tying into my Batman bias? Uh, I, I think he's just saying that you're you're so keen on on Babs being with with Dick that it's like you, you can't have him right. in the way.
0: I'm not. I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mab, I'm not worried. Uh, Ethan's origin isn't what I thought it would be. The art was great, especially in the opening scene. <laughs> Shame he's not here to argue this, uh, this background. Well, no,
1: the opening scene, I think, was very good.
0: Uh, the middle part in the in the bar threw me for a loop, but the bar theme was funny. I don't like seeing her kiss Ethan a week after we saw Dick's relations with Sean unfold. It's weird. Ah, mostly hitting the key. I, I do think,
1: s- actually, on that, it's worth noting that when we had... um barbara called dick in the last issue of mm. this it felt like they mentioned that they hadn't spoken a while mm. so i do think the, the the timings of these are a bit murky i think that the the dick and sean stuff happens after this okay maybe or the other way around maybe that this happens a while after that and they don't speak again now until from when that was to when
0: well, it makes sense bat- this isn't the same time, because we know that the Batgirl and the Birds of Prey issue is happening at the same time as the Nightwing stuff, roughly. Oh, is it? Yes, because there was, in that, she checks his, like, his relationship status on Facebook. Well, it's not called Facebook, but whatever their fake version was. Yeah. And it says he's in a relationship. So it, that lines up with that right, time period. Okay. See, I haven't been keeping up with that. So button. if she's with the Birds in Gotham at the Clock Tower, she's not doing this stuff at the same yeah. time. Okay,
1: no, that's solid. So, I feel like we're getting close to a point where we could actually map out a lot of this timeline stuff.
0: I don't want to. There's, there's too much.
1: Maybe one day I'll just get bored and do it. It's too much.
0: We're going to have one of those murder walls with all the, the string and the pins, and this goes to here and that goes to there. and
1: I'd be down for that.
0: So on. Anyway, that's back. Well, that'll take us on to Teen Titans Issue 5, written by Benjamin Percy and art by Coy Fam. Which you did not read, Connor. Am I correct?
1: Uh, you are correct. Basically, I've been, as I say, in the last few weeks, I need to cut down. Teen Titans is one of those books that I've been enjoying, and it's fun, but I don't think I need to have that great discussion. I don't feel like it gives me great discussion.
0: Like, it's just solid every week, every month. He he says that and then lets me discuss it on my own, so I'll do my best, folks. Uh-oh, let me just get comfortable. Oh, <laughs> Oh, we're still in for the long haul on this one, are we? Uh, no, we're not. It was, it was a really fun... This was the, the last issue of the, the first arc. Damien knows best. And the Teen Titans showed up at the end of the last issue to come and help him. And sure enough, they do the, the whole Demon's Fish crew show up and they fight. But they all stop when they revealed to them that they were all they were all kidnapped as kids. They, they were stolen yeah. for this purpose. They weren't handed over by their parents. So when Raj comes into, into the room... They're like, wait, we weren't like giving up by our parents for this cause? Like you you took us and they all kinda questioned their allegiance. And there's a great moment where Raz actually jumps at one of them with his sword and Damien jumps underneath with his like Wolverine like claws and blocks the, the blade. And it leads to a great big fight sequence with all of them and the, the Demon's Fist end up fighting on the side of the Teen Titans against uh, the League. Makes sense. So pretty fun stuff. Art's very good again, very colourful, very poppy, and even uh, Mara, uh, Damien's cousin who is determined to become the new head of the league and all that, uh, seems to be regretting her choice at the end, although Raz does take her away against her will, so she's still with Raz. That, that I'm sure that'll be a plot point that comes up.
1: That makes sense. Uh,
0: but no, a lot, lot, of, lot of great stuff, uh, fighting scene is really good, and some good banter. Like the the because uh, they all kind of pair off. You know how they all have like, their own sort of counterpart on the yeah. the Demon's Fist? They all kind of pair up for their fighting. Uh, and both Beast Boy and his counterpart... Cats, ladies and gentlemen. That is what having cats sometimes leads to. Oh, boy. Um, so they're, they're two other counterparts. I think and... they
1: heard you talking about Beast Boy, and they were like, what about me? <laughs>
0: So Beast Boy and his counterpart, they both turn into bulls and Beast Boy gives a line about it's time to get horny, which uh, you know, he's... uh, It's funny because throughout the fight uh, the counterpart says, wait, do you not come with a mute button? Come on, seriously. Uh, Sounds like classic Beast Boy. Yeah. I feel like... Well, it sounds like someone someone talking to classic Beast Boy.
1: Yeah, yeah, but him Uh, making the line in the first place. Oh, yeah, of course. And then that also feels like, yeah, okay, this is very much what I'd expect from Beast Boy.
0: Of course. It was a great moment in the in the middle as well. Uh, cause uh, The reason why Mara actually gets doubts is because Raz says to uh, uh, Damien, oh, you could even beat your pathetic cousin, and she hears him. And it's like, oh, wait, maybe I'm not meant for all this. This is awful. Oh, dear. But no, uh, Damien calls them his friends, like the Titans. He calls them their friends. They're not just pawns in my game, uh, as Raz does. So they fight. You get a nice big splash page where Damien nails Titans go and they all charge at Raz. Uh, it's this practice paid off. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it did. It did. Uh, so at the end of the show, they're, they're, all, they're outside. They're, they're still on the island, but they're outside, and you just hear a voice say, you've got you explaining to do, and it cuts to the next page, and it's Batman. He's like, Robin. <laughs> and uh, Damien explains, "Yeah, we're Teen Titans, and we have to do it on our own. And uh, Batman's like, you know, it's not such a bad idea. You know, a, a team of your own age with uh, supervision could be a good idea. He's like, no, nope, no supervision. Dick Grayson had a had his own place when he was a Teen Titan. My age, I should have the same. And it cuts to the last page, and the Teen Titans have their own Titans Tower, which is in the shape of a giant T. Classic Titans yeah. Tower, then. And they're all standing on the roof. And wasn't the
1: Titans Tower the new Titans Tower in Titans also a T? I
0: think it was. Was it? Did they not make that one a T? I think it was a T. All right. Okay, maybe I maybe, maybe I I don't remember it being a T like this. Though. I
1: thought I thought they made it a T as well. Because obviously that's the right. classic T.
0: But that, that obviously Titans are in Manhattan. I don't know where this Titans Tower is. They, they didn't mention. But Did they're not. And there was no like there was no Daily Planet building or like. nothing, obvious... nothing to
1: signify the 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 city line.
0: Or obvious Gotham. No, nah, it's just generic buildings. It's Hard to. I'm sure they'll tell us next month. Hard to say. Now nah, I'm pretty sure it's a different building than the the old Titans. But no. Nah, they basically all just make a sort of pledge to like stick together. Uh actually one of the really funny moments is cause he Damien's like, Wait, how did you even find me? And it's uh, you know, he's a big pet bat that yeah that, that led led Batman here. And he's like oh, stupid bat. But it's it's as a uh, Damien and Batman are talking, there's a in the background, Beast Boys become a gorilla and he's got uh, the big bat and a headlock. And it's just them like fooling around in the background and it's just it's just it's great. It's just great. It's fun stuff. Uh no, I I, I really like Teen Titans. Uh nah. This was a it, solid it, conclusion.
1: It sounds very much a good issue, but exactly what I expect the issue to be as a conclusion to this arc at this point. Uh,
0: sure,
1: but I'm going to keep that's reading not, that, uh, that's not it. That's not a criticism. I'm still going to read it. I'm just not going to be as up to date. The exceptions to that will be, of course, the crossovers, because mm,
0: yes, that's
1: you know part whatever of issue of, of the story. So obviously, I'm going to be up to date for that.
0: Hmm. Uh, what did Matt think of Teen Titans? That's the question. Ending... A bit
1: of, bit of discussion with Matt now.
0: Oh, kind of, I sure. Ending really predictably. Okay, sure. Yes, it wasn't uh out of left field it's kind of what I was just saying there, isn't it? Uh, not I as a real... negative, but Yeah. I really enjoyed the Damien and Batman stuff at the end. Beast Boy's horny joke fell out of place. Oh Matt, come on. That horny joke was solid. I, I, nah, I... Sounds it sounds like Beast Boy to
1: me,
0: so. Uh I feel it like we'll see the fist again. Yep, I agree with that. Also, Mara's dad was White Ghost, who became Raz in the resurrection of Ra's al Ghul uh, by Grant Morrison. Which, funnily enough, I didn't read. I read all of the other like Batman stuff he did on that time period, but that was just like this own standalone like side thing that didn't feel related in the middle, so I just skipped it at the time.
1: I've actually not read much of his Batman at all. I've only oh, really? read
0: a few little bits. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm glad he gave me that little bit of tidbit, that little trivia there. That's good.
1: About uh, bringing the knowledge.
0: Re- relevant for later i imagine but uh, no I, I think teen titans has, it's been really so actually it's become one of my favorite books on week four actually like just because it is sort really? of different and it's fun and poppy and it's like i doesn't necessarily mean it's always going to like be number one or two or something on my list it's just i look at the list and i go oh i'm glad teen titans is there because it's a nice fun breath of air compared to the other stuff no, I get maybe that. a bit heavier so no there you go that's teen titans. Uh, that will take us on to Blue Beetle, Issue 6, uh, written by Keith Gifflin and Scott Collins, and art by Scott Collins. Did you, you didn't read this one either, did you?
1: No, I didn't. Again, for the same reason where these two books, they feel very straightforward in what they are. They don't feel like they're playing to the larger world that much. Teen Titans, obviously, is the exception when we have the crossover. I feel like I can read these later uh, later, and catch up right, and it won't harm my impact too much, whereas I couldn't exactly drop I mean, I know like even, even to a less extent uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern core, which obviously I'm the only one reading, but it feels like it has more impact and more weight into the universe which is why I want to keep reading that more
0: It's just, it's kind of annoying though, because you, you were the Blue Beetle fan getting into Rebirth Yeah, I like it, I like the book a lot I just it's it's not something I like
1: I don't know. I have the uh, same enthusiasm for the book, which is what which is what I mean. I enjoy it more than I do Hal Jordan the Green Latin Core.
0: You're just making it very difficult to discuss this.
1: I'm sorry. I just I've very got difficult. It's it's Matt's fault for being away on week four. Yeah,
0: it's it's partly Matt's fault. Well,
1: let, let's let's blame Matt's wife.
0: <laughs> it's Matt, Matt's wife's blame here. She's um, the one who booked this trip. So, issue six. This that this was um. Jaime kind of like confronting Ted and being like, right, stop your bullshit, tell me what's going on. Ted's still kind of evasive, he's, you know, uh, Jaime's mother's there as well and he's like, look, do you actually know what's going on? And Ted basically admits that he doesn't think he can take the scarab off. It'll probably, it's probably too fusioned into him at this point to ever remove it. He, He doesn't know of a way and he reveals that he knew someone else who died with it and Jaime gets pissed off and he, he runs off he leaves them um, and he's just like well d- let him go cool off he he needs to blow off steam and he'll he'll make the right choice and Jaime's mother's like and what right choice is that Mister Cord and he he doesn't answer and but they they talk about all the you know the hidden tunnel that we had in the, the previous issue and that there's this thing trying to get to the scarab and Jaime he sort of remembers the the thing going after his mother and it pisses him off even more so he actually goes into the tunnel. He goes hunting uh that's never gonna be a bad move no in a pissed off mood and he he kind of gets his ass kicked and the the big bad green dude actually kind of pulls his like soul out of him it's like it t- takes him out of him and then the evil voice that the green dude's talking to which uh might, might be I'm not sure who it's meant to be it might because whoever it is this evil voice takes over the the, the like Jaime's body the blue beetle well his like soul takes over the scarab yeah takes well his soul is just kind of hanging in limbo like just asleep and the blue beetle like becomes chunky it almost looks like the uh the like the hulkbuster armor from Mm. like yeah yeah. uh, age of Ultron, uh but you know blue beetle-esque with all the blue and i wonder if it's the reach controlling their suit possibly uh and then this is when Doctor Fate shows up and says, "Right, I've tried to let this play out. I trusted that idiot Ted Cord, and it step in, and it ends in a big, huge cliffhanger page of uh, Fate and uh, big bad Blue Beetle about to square I do off." Like fate. And it says at the end, "Next issue: Blue Beetle versus Doctor Fate." So,
1: okay, like the the reach is the one that seems the obvious choice for me. Like whatever, continue. Sorry, just distracted me for a second there. Whatever this green one is, that, you know, that, that's taking him out of his body. Maybe it's because they want their suit back. They want the scarab, but they can't control it while he's there. He's fighting them. So let's take him out of the equation and then they can have the scarab back for themselves under their control.
0: Yeah, but Dr. Fates the heredity. Also, I could be
1: sharing complete bollocks. That could be nothing at all what it is. It's just the most, the, the thing that springs to mind.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's very possible. It's very possible. Um, I, I, I enjoyed this show well enough. It's kind of... Blue Beetle's in a really weird place for me, where it's, like... I, I do enjoy it when I read it, but it's one that I always... all like, oh, right, yeah, I need to read Blue Beetle. It's always like right at the bottom of the pile, and it's always mm. kind of... Like, I enjoy the characters, but I don't like them as much as a lot of the other like, books that I read. Yeah, I get that. It's... I don't know, it's kind of a weird spot I'll be honest. it is kind of one that I think probably would I enjoyed I'd enjoy better than trade, reading yeah. in bulk. Uh, but I'm I mean I had ten books this week. I think ten's a nice number uh, for me on a weekly basis. So I'm not looking to cut anything yet. Once once new stuff I think starts. I had nine. Let's see what Matt thought of Bluebeard. If he if he read Beal, I don't know if he did. Oh, I don't think he did. I think he. Yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, did I vaguely remember him saying something about dropping it last time. I'll
1: be honest, I don't remember that, but
0: I vaguely, I vaguely remember. Yeah, he's he's not got anything written down for it, so yeah, he's he's not Beetle. Oh, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I was mean, just it, it, It's kind of fine. It's a little bit wordy at times, which I think is maybe why it does feel like a bit more of a a stretch to read. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm I'm done with it for now. I'm curious to see how the arc ends because I assume it must be hitting the end now since it's issue seven. I feel like...
1: It, it's one of those weird ones where it doesn't necessarily feel like it's split up into arcs as much as some of the other books. Maybe. Like it, it kind of feels like this is very continuous at I, this point.
0: I feel like we have to get to a point soon where Jaime accepts that okay, I'm going to be the Blue Beetle, I'm going to be a hero. Because we're not there yet, he's still just kind of whinging and not wanting to do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd guess that's when he fights to reclaim his body, and he's like, no, I am going to be this. Hmm. Even if not for... To be a hero, but to keep it under his control at first.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's maybe more of a burden, but maybe over time. Yeah, it's something
1: learn. where it's not that he wants to be a hero, but he doesn't want. He, he accepts that the scarab in his body is his responsibility, and he doesn't want to let it hurt anyone else. Hmm. I don't know. Can see it going that way.
0: Uh, That's Blue Beetle. Very consistent with the past issues, especially in art, because it's uh, been. Collins has done the art for all of it, so it, it looks the exact same as the previous issues. Yeah, it's uh, nice
1: to see him keeping up.
0: And for for the most part, that's a, that's a good thing. Uh, I, I think maybe it falls maybe slightly into that Superwoman territory for the odd page here or there where it's just maybe a little bit too much. Yeah. And okay. as a result, the action panels are maybe a little bit less coherent.
1: Just a, just a few too many panels on the page every so often.
0: Yeah, every so often. Not as much as Superwoman by any means, but just during the fights, I think there's maybe one or two moments where my I had to go back and look at two panels again just to, like, really understand what's I think, what I think that's
1: been a case throughout the, the entire series up to this point, Yeah, every yeah. so often that's happened.
0: Yeah, it just, what, what just a few moments. It, it has been kind of consistent, but uh, it, was just, it happened again at the end here when, when the when the, yeah, the green we're... dude was fighting the, the evil blue Beetle. Well, at
1: least it's consistent in its flaws. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> well, no, that's a pause. That was another question, but yeah. <laughs> That'll take us on to Batman Beyond, Issue 5, Dan Jorgens writing and Pete Wood's on art. And this is one that Connor's not been reading I for a I haven't read this in a long yeah.
1: time. I, think, I don't think i read past the first issue, to be honest. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, this is the end of the first arc, and this is uh, Terminal's got, who we no, now know as Bruce Wayne, dressed up as a Joker. He's taking him to uh, a Wayne facility because there's this super technology called Keystone that he wants to hold of. Terry figures this out, and Terry gets there first, so there's this great moment when he opens it. He uses, like, Bruce, as he's unconscious, he opens the vault with his hand and his eye scan, and all the rest of it. And the door opens, and he, he could see it coming, but it's no less satisfying when it does. Door opens, and it's just like Batman standing there, like ready for him. And uh, the fight goes. What this issue, the the real talking point of this issue though, is the uh, there's a character helping helping the terminal, the villain, uh, helping him take Bruce there. And he's sort of he's standing around during the fight and stuff. He's got a hood on, and that's all fine. And throughout, he keeps talking to Terminal, and Terminal keeps, you know, bossing him around and saying, ah, you, listen to me, you fool, and Terminal kind of explains his plan. A big part of the first half of the issue is we hear Terry's side of how Bruce died, or how he thought he died, and why he should be dead, and then we see Terminal's side and how he discovered Bruce Wayne. Basically, there was, like, an attack of cyborgs, and there was an explosion, and everyone thought Bruce was dead, but there was, like, a war going on, so no one was checking too accurately, and it was, like, a sort of, like, camp, like, of just uh, medical people trying mm. to, like, patch people up and it was just all very quickly, you patched up, go, kind of, like, war situation and Terminal noticed, you know, recognised Bruce Wayne and that's what kind of led to everything that's been going on. And, basically, that this figure, that this this figure, this guy in the hood, mysterious, he actually wakes up Bruce and he says some things to him and, which I'm not saying just now because uh, the. Leads into the reveal in a second. He says some stuff to him, and Bruce recognizes him. And then he he, he goes over to because they're up they're up high in a building. It's a you know a skyscraper. And mm. he pushes Bruce, and he's like bed apparatus thing out the window, and he's like falling to his death. And you know Terry as Batman has to jump out and uh, rescues him as he does. And Bruce is like, no, what are you doing? You're letting them get away. Let me drop your fill uh, as as Bruce will. And obviously Terminal gets beat, Terminal's done as far as that's concerned, he's defeated but he escapes he escapes with this mysterious figure and the mysterious figure says something oh that was a really dumb idea boss and he's like hey if you ever speak to me like that again I'll kill you and he's like hand me that crowbar hooded figure picks up the crowbar and beats Terminal to absolute bloody death and says how dare you use my name and in the last page it's the, it's the real joker there's an old guy and he's beat this guy to death with a crowbar and you can see it coming but I, it's really pulpy and kind of schlocky i had a lot of fun with this though <laughs> i was really into it so uh, what was it
1: he said to to bruce
0: oh he said um hey old friend i, I really like the makeup or so it was it was like a little tease kind of like that because he's, mm. he's got the joker makeup on at the time and uh no it's so i just kind of like what this this arc has done it start, started off with like hey joker's here and he, they might bring him back to life and it's like oh no it's actually bruce wayne bruce wayne's okay but then they've done this sort of like reswerve at the end where no the joker is alive and he's here yeah and that's exciting it's exciting to see terry have to deal with the joker like the real joker mm. regardless of how he's here or like is it cheap that he's still alive and they've been saying he's dead the whole time whatever i don't really care they were going to do it eventually. It's one of those inevitable things. There's I no... feel like
1: this is the point where you point to Matt's button. <laughs> Possibly because Batman. So so well, Joker. Let's
0: see. Let's see what Matt thought. Because Matt may. Cause Matt I, likes... I. I don't even mean that as a negative. I just mean yeah.
1: if you're going to do a Batman story, at some point Joker's going to pop up.
0: Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what Matt thinks. Cause I can see him hating this actually.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: However, Matt says. So happy I'm reading this still. Feels like it's a continuation of the TV series even more now. Didn't see that coming until right before it did it. It was the crowbar. It was a nice touch.
1: As soon as you said crowbar, yeah. I knew what was going on. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, you'd say crowbar's yeah. like, yeah, man, this is too similar to a certain event. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. certain person getting beat to death. Is that, there's only
1: one person in the DC universe who has a thing for crowbars. I wouldn't even
0: say as has a thing. It's just that one... Well, well, yeah, it's just...
1: It's synonymous with crowbar, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh... But no, it's a really fun thing. And do, you know what, do you know what I like about this? Is that Batman Beyond separate from the rest of the universe, so we can have Joker, it doesn't feel like we're having Joker, if that makes sense. Yeah. you know, the, the real actual universe is like, there's been no Joker for a while. And even though in Detective we had the, the gas moment, we know it's not he's, actually him. He's
1: been in Harley Quinn. Has but been, again, that's a weird thing, yeah.
0: Has he actually been in Harley Quinn? That kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just prais- I, what I was doing there, is I was getting to the praising of saying, I like that he's just kind of absent for a good while just now. Well,
1: interestingly i think harley quinn almost plays into the same rules as this it's it's kind of its own separate little universe at this point it's not interacting with anything
0: yeah and harley and suicide squad doesn't really feel like harley and exactly so it joker's been in there but it's kind of like eh, has he well i'm not reading that anyway so all the same i like that he's just completely like his presence is still an everlasting kind of like they're they're saving him for
1: the three jokers thing aren't they
0: the burden on their heads. Yeah, that, that makes sense, which is probably going to be the event in the summer, I imagine. they got to do it at some point. I imagine that'll be the event in the summer, but I don't know. Uh We should know... Next month? I don't know, because they, they, they solicited that uh, that preview mag that free preview magazine to do. And the last yeah. time they did this was just before they announced Rebirth, and then That's that was true. about Rebirth. So, but I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if they. I think they've, that may have been solicited for the same month as the book, so that may be May we're getting that. So we might not find out until. Seems
1: weird, because then we won't be getting the
0: event till. Well, that's just us assuming that the summer event with Snyder's that. I mean, it could be an event I after mean, that. I that's
1: true. I mean, we're still due an event. They said three, every three months, didn't they? Every quarter. So. Oh,
0: I, we're th- ready. I, I think they're counting the button. Uh, do you think? technically it's not it's a crossover but just in the sense that it's like three months later and it's it feels ah, like an I event I suppose yeah that kind of works but that means we're due one around
1: you know June July time mm. so we could hear about it come next solicits
0: oh yeah oh no I, no I agree we'll hear about it but I'm just saying the three jokers thing might not be the one that's yeah in yeah. the summer it, we were assuming because we know it's Batman focused that it might be that but it may not be maybe it'll be
1: next something else yeah yeah,
0: so I I don't know. But no, it's a fun issue. Uh, some some cool stuff. Not a lot of the supporting cast in this one. You, you see his, Terry's brother and uh, his friend briefly for a second, but it's mostly him going after Terminal and the the, the Joker thing. That, that big revelation and the build to that is the main crux of the issue. But it's a super fun ending. It feels really pulpy, uh, and it does feel different to everything else. Uh, I will say... If I was going to have to start cutting stuff, it would maybe be this just because it's separate and not connected to everything else. But I have to say, I do enjoy this more than Blue Beetle now. I think well, it's... it's, that's, it's that's
1: the same reason I was saying about I'm kind of cutting like things like Blue Beetle, where I'm enjoying it, but it feels more separate. and I feel like I don't lose as much of the universe if I lose it.
0: it well, it depends how you look at it, because I feel like that it is the universe. It's just... It's focused on a very specific part of the universe that doesn't really pop up in the other books. That,
1: that's what I mean. It doesn't affect, It doesn't feel like it affects the wider universe as much as some of the other books do. So obviously those core books are the ones I'm going to stick with on a, a weekly basis much more rigorously.
0: But I'm consistently having a lot of fun with this. So for now, it's very, very safe. Uh, that's if, good. if it goes, it'll purely be just because there's too many books on the week that it's out. But we're not there yet. I mean,
1: Conveniently, I, I, week four is... Not the 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 lightest week, but it's not the heaviest either.
0: It's the same as week three for me now. No? Oh, is it? Yeah, week week three and four I've got about ten, and week two's got about twelve, and week one's got like six. Yeah. But <laughs> it shows you how little week one is compared to the rest of them, for me at least anyway. But no, nah, I I enjoyed Batman Beyond and Matt liked it too. Matt's been digging it, so uh oh,
1: I'm I'm it's glad it's good for them. those who want it. I mean I just ugh. As someone who never watched the show, it didn't really do anything for me.
0: Connor has chronic hiccups. I'm just... His hiccup in there has reminded me to inform everyone. If you're just in case you're new to the show, or we've not mentioned it in a long time, I'll just hiccup there as well, amusingly. Uh, but it's spreading. It's, yeah, it's spreading like a goddamn disease. All right, now you get to talk about some books for... I do. ...a while, and I can shut up. Uh, Deathstroke 13, Christopher Priest writing, and Joe Bennett on art. Take it away.
1: Yeah, so this is a, a really great issue, and as you remember, to read it this week. Unlike the last issue, where I forgot. Was, must must love it. Forgetting it. I just. Exists. It was one of those that I, I didn't pick it up at the shop, so I overlooked it. Hmm. And it, I just, I don't, I think my shop didn't have it on the shelf, so I, I didn't, I for, didn't realize it was out, and didn't go to another shop to get it. And then. Okay. Kinda, but this is um, focuses on two of the plot lines instead of the three that we've had recently. Rose is not in this at all. This focuses a lot on, on Jericho and and Slade stuff. So it's a it's about fifty fifty. Uh, Slade stuff is pretty cool. He's going after Raptor. He's in his classic outfit. There's a, a fair few references to that with the the trunks on the top and and all that stuff. So it's kind of fun. Um, raptor is in his icon suit which obviously p has not been reading this the icon suits are these like anti-gravity things that give almost like super strength and you know a few other little invulnerabilities stuff like that
0: i should explain it for the audience anyway so yeah yeah
1: like, it's been a very consistent thing as part of this run they've been popping up a lot and it, they're just kind of ingrained in this run now but they fight on a big big tanker boat like a big uh like an aircraft carrier sort of thing and it's it's a cool enough fight. It's 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 what you'd expect from a fight scene, you know, solid. But they go inside and there's like a, there's nuclear rods, and Deathstroke's trying to trick him to get his his suit back because it's his icon suit. And he kind of talks about how uh, his one is activated by kinetic energy, but only he can activate it. Out of compared to regular people, because of his enhanced reflexes, he actually moves faster. So it's his kinetic energy will activate the suit. So they're in this bit, which is leaking radiation. And Raptor is completely unprotected without realizing it because of this. So the idea is you've got to your, your, your radiation is being locked in the suit. So you should probably uh, take that off and run away as, as his way of getting the suit back, which is one way of doing it, I guess. Alongside that, for Deathstroke, you have the the Red Lion plot, which is still ongoing. Um, he wants to take his country back, which is going back to I think the very first issue of the series was when that kicked off, where he got deposed by the U.S. government, and now he wants Slade to help him take it back. And was, that, Slade.
0: was that the rebirth issue?
1: That feels seems. It might have been the rebirth yeah. issue. I say it was the very first issue of the series. It, it may say, have actually been the rebirth.
0: One. It sounds familiar to me. and That's the one I read at the start. So, yeah, So, so, so well, yeah, sounds about probably
1: right. is that one then. Uh, Yeah, and he basically he wants to get his country back, and Deathstroke's like, eh, why not? I might as well. Hmm. But uh, over on the Jericho side, we have him feeling very guilty about just everything, to the point where he's possessing people and going into into a church and going to confession. Uh, He's confessing his sins through these various people. And it actually starts really interesting because it starts with him in this confessional, but you don't see him; you just see the priest, and you know the other side blacked out because it's a confessional. And uh, he says all these things: "I hey, betrayed my father, dishonored my mother, betrayed someone who loved me, destroyed a life." And and the priest's like, eh, "Don't worry about it. I hear this stuff every day." And he kind of walks out and goes, "Yeah, from me. I, I he just possesses different people and goes in every day to uh, to confess the same sins." Which is a, it's really playing up his stuff there. And his fiance keeps reminding us that they're getting married in like a week or 12 days or whatever it was. I don't know, I think it was the 12th in a week's time. And it keeps reminding us this. And Jericho has to rush off a lot and play with his icon suit because he's feeling guilty. So he's got to try and save people. And then it cuts at the very end, it cuts very soap opery his fiance has just slept with Slade, his
0: father. Oh, dear.
1: Yes. So it got real real family soap opera at the end there, but it's the first time in a long time their plot lines have intersected, so that's really nice to see that finally paying off. And I'm uh, really looking forward to seeing the reactions when he finds
0: out. Hmm. Here's what Matt thought, uh, so you can counterpoint him. Uh, another issue that when it ended I wasn't quite sure what I read Jericho's been well used love how Slade plays Raptor and Priest actually using Raptor like he was used in Nightwing, art is consistent and they nailed the expressions so. Yeah,
1: the, the only thing I'll disagree with is his first point of where he says he's not sure what he read this felt like a much more straightforward issue than most to me because it only juggled the two plots than three I think the the only thing was it did jump around a little bit, but unlike most times where it just gives you a, you know, I think it was back in the rebirth issue was doing it then as well, where it would cut to to a black panel and give you like Mm. a a headline and it would be a different time period.
0: Yeah, I remember. These
1: actually date them. So the first one, first one says the fifth, then the next one says the second. So you can kind of chronicle it a bit easier than normal where often they're just words. Like one of them here does say just date
0: night. I wonder if that's uh, a reaction to maybe like feedback from the first like it, several years. It it's
1: interesting that not all of them do it, but mm-hmm. some of them say oh the six years before at the end, there's a little flashback with some Jericho stuff going on there and but some of them just say love and but the first few actually have specific dates. So I guess it's a little bit easier to follow in that sense. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a great issue, I'm loving the series and I'm looking forward to seeing where this art goes because as as Matt told us last issue, he ends up blind at the end of this arc, and it still feels like we have no clue how that possibly gets to that. He's playing the long game. He is, but we were expecting it to be the end of the arc, so there's another like four issues. Hmm. So, be interesting.
0: Alright, uh, that'll take you on to Hell Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, issue 15, Robert Venditti and Ethan Sciver, uh, who's on the arc.
1: This is about eighty percent
0: pure fun. And the- <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking to myself. Maybe I should have alternated between the ones that was just me. And I was Chester. thinking that earlier as well. Well, it's because but it's, it's because now. We, we had the old order and I just kind of left it, and now it's just occurred to me that I, I did three in a row, and then yeah, you're no, just I'm doing, doing two, two in a row. row. We could have alternated, like started
1: yeah. on you. We could have, yeah. we could have done this better.
0: That would have been smoother. I'm sorry, people. We'll, we'll keep this. In. It's because Matt's not here. Because if Matt was here, at least most of them would be two of his talking about each one. Yeah, because there
1: only would have been you for Blue Beetle.
0: Because Matt didn't read that. Just me for Blue Beetle, but we'd have both talking about Teen Titans. We'd yeah. both talked about Batman Beyond. And then both of you would have talked about Deathstroke. It'd just be Hal Jordan that would... And so Blue it would just Beetle. be Hal Jordan and Blue Beetle that yeah. would have
1: just been the one of us. God
0: damn it, Matt. It's all Matt's fault. Yeah, to pick this week. It couldn't have been week one when there's less books and they're all ones that we're both reading, for the most I know. part. What a bastard. <sighs> may, may not, I'm, just, I'm just enjoying Pet the Cat. You talk about Green Lantern. It's very loud, that cat, actually. Oh, uh, is it? I'll just get uh, closer.
1: Bloody annoying bastard of a thing.
0: Is that the one that's been causing havoc? I, I don't know. It was in the hall. It's in a different <laughs> room. I'm going to have to go check what the carnage is when we finish. It, it is
1: off on that one, so it just, it's I a fair know. assumption.
0: I feel like the loud noises tends to be Garrus, because he's the slightly younger one. He gets up to more mischief in that sense. He's got a bit more energy. Aye. Aye. Fire,
1: Firefly there's a bit more mischievous in his ways. He's very clever he's a bit more he plots a lot I think
0: oh he doesn't plot Wesker's the plotter Wesker's the uh, the mastermind Firefly <laughs> is more like the uh, the one who seeks attention mm. and is more of a goof whereas Garrus is the one who causes the proper trouble he's the one that starts the fights and usually causes the noise that you're hearing out from other Aye. rooms but we've digressed here from uh, Hal yeah, Jordan yeah we, we worked and, on uh, comics uh, yeah so Hal Jordan the Green Lantern Corps number 15 yes so like I
1: said Eighty percent of this is great. Twenty percent of this is Hal Jordan, which is less than great. That's really strange. Sorry, he's just holding the cat up and nodding the cat in agreement for the for the audio listeners.
0: Yes, yes.
1: It's very strange.
0: Oh, pay attention, Firefly.
1: <laughs> pay attention, Firefly. Christ. Well, there's no cat lanterns in this one, unfortunately.
0: Is extremely loud. Uh, he's over here, He's away. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Back to comics.
1: Right, okay. So it starts off with them pairing up the cores. Like, like we said uh at the end of the last issue, uh, John and Sarenic are like, yeah, let's team them up. We'll have you know, teams of one of each to go out and perform missions. And instead of starting full scale, well, let's send them all out one per sector. They're going, here, let's make 10 teams that we can trust from... You like know, each have picked people that they can trust, and they will go after specific yellow lanterns that are out on the run. Like that was the the information they got from the space cabbie was these are the ones who we can't trust, who aren't loyal to Sorenik, and they are a problem. They're a they're a, an enemy to both Core at this point. So they're kind of splitting up the teams. You've got Killerwog with with a newbie because that's kind of his thing. Um, you've got.
0: I believe Kilowog refers to the newbies as poozers. Thank you very much. He, he
1: usually does, but he doesn't in this one. He actually refers to him as as a newbie. Killalog uses the word newbie. It says won't be the first newbie I've trained. Mmm.
0: Seems out of character to me.
1: I would agree if he but he addresses them as poozers. But this is he's talking to to John, going, Hey, alright, I can do this. Okay. It it works in context. I I, I get it.
0: But oh wait! He, I've just realized, I've not made a dig at Star Wars yet. This is maybe <laughs> a real thing. <laughs> Do you really want to interrupt me in the middle of this for that? Rogue One sucked. Continue, Connor.
1: Dick. But he goes through a couple of teams, and then he goes. He lists Guy as as one of the teams, and uh, Guy just doesn't answer. He's like, okay, where is he? Ring. Locate him. And he's like, oh, his ring's in his quarters. He's not there. And then it cuts to Guy on a completely different planet without his ring. Beating the shit out of some random alien for info.
0: So what, he's going gone rogue without his ring?
1: He stole the space cabbie's cab. All
0: right. So we
1: could go and get this info. Because it t- like he- he's like, the space cap is like, oh, he's looking for someone in particular. I think there was one he was particularly interested in when uh, when I was giving him the information originally. Hmm. And uh, we'll get to that because that's obviously the, the end page reveal. But at this point, John's getting a little bit upset because he's like, uh-oh, this doesn't look good. I probably shouldn't have let Hal leave. That That was on me. But then Kyle pissed off. And now Guy's gone off on one. This is looking like I can't keep control. This is not great. So he's having a bit of a, a leader crisis. Which is which is fine. It's it's still more interesting than, than the Hal stuff, which I suppose I'll
0: talk about now. <laughs> What's going on with Hal Jordan? Oh, I'm, so, I'm not, we Hal need to know. Kyle, these, these
1: are need-to-know facts uh, right now. Hal and Kyle went off to find, you know, hope on is the Is Kyle
0: a uh, stellar He is. Right,
1: okay, just double-checking. He is. And that comes up here. So they they go to the planet and they see St. Walker's up at the top of this mountain. So they're like, right, let's go up there. Is and St.
0: Walker's... Is, what? what? Is he committing suicide? Is St. Walker in a bad place? Is he? No, no. He's fighting this
1: thing called... I think it's called the, the Misery Mound. The Misery Mound. It's it's affecting this entire planet. It's causing earthquakes, volcanoes, all sorts. It's not just this physical entity, although it, it looks like it's made up of all these different bodies. It's got a lot of skeletons, a lot of faces. Hmm. It's just this big, massive kind of cloud, almost with with a physical form. it's pretty. It's it's impressively gruesome, actually. I quite like. I do quite like the design of it. And he, the, this misery mound, kind of takes over Hal and Kyle. He kind of knocks them out and puts them in this trance. It's kind of uh, Black Mercy-esque. What happens? They they kind of live these lives, and we kind of get snippets of what happened where. It's designed to, It's it's instead of the Black Mercy where it gives them a life that they they want and it will keep them under through that, this kind of does the opposite. It just crushes them and takes all the the hope and happiness that they could have had in life. So it, it gives Hal like a family and then makes him love them for 50 years or whatever and then like they get murdered and it crushes him like that. The problem is it shows us all of this for both of them in one double-page spread. And they come out. And they talk about how – let me find the exact line. Yeah. Hal says, I had a family. I felt their love in my heart for 50 years. And we'd literally had one page of this, which was a bit
0: weird. Given that you compared it to Black Mercy and we got an entire arc of Trinity. Yeah. Almost set entirely. Well, that's the thing.
1: He talks about 50 years. You see these flashes of a a lifetime. Hmm. But they have half a page – well, I mean, it's a double-page spread. So they've got half a page each. And that's it. And I, I found it really hard to buy that. But then, then this is how they beat it. He's the the, the misery mountain, laughing at Saint Walker, going, Ha, ah, I've got your friends. Come on then." And he's like, "No, nah, you don't get it. You're not you you're you're not crushing them. They don't see the what was it that they, they they don't see the end that you're showing them. They see inspiration and hope to to make life better than that. So then they break out of it." And they're fine. The misery man's gone. It's just defeated. It, it literally just vanishes, and the planet's okay. And St. Walker plants a little little plant so that, that life can grow again. And, and there's a little squirrel that comes up to it, and then they leave to go back to the core and, and meet them. But we cut back to to Guy just sitting around, and it's Archelo, who who he was going after. All right. So, but without his ring, he's like he's, he's just being stupidly confident, going, eh, I can take you, I don't need my ring for this. Seems kind of stupid on Guy's part, not going to lie.
0: A little bit, a little bit.
1: Yeah, but the art is fantastic. Van Skyver's great. Oh, I, I
0: don't doubt it. But Skyver was always one of the, the good Green Lantern artists. He, he always
1: was, wasn't he? He, he has yeah. been for a long time. And I mean, I'm
0: kind of surprised he's not like, doing something else now, just out of... He well, must I've... just enjoy it that much. Yeah, I guess. I guess he but must. it.
1: But it it does look great, and it's it's hard to argue with that. Like there, there's a big panel where Akila shows up, like the the first like time he's revealed, and he's just so dominating on the page, mm. like towers over guy. It looks great. But no, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Other than the health stuff, which was weirdly rushed, I don't get it at all.
0: Yeah, it, it sounds like it doesn't give you enough to feel the weight of this passage of time.
1: It's weird, because I know I've complained that I've not been enjoying the Hal stuff as much, but here I feel like this needed like an entire issue dedicated to just what was going in. Maybe two issues, one for Hal and one for Kyle, just so we truly appreciated what, what this was.
0: Yeah, yeah, just, just to really get that sense of time passing. I, I feel like if you're going to see a character just experience 50 years...
1: Yeah, I didn't... Uh, it's weird, because it's, it's something that's not important in the long run of the story, because the point was, let's get St. Walker back. But at the same time, if you're going to make that uh, like a big plot beat in this issue, it just felt so cheap to have it experienced and over and done with in one page. Mm. That's, that is That is my biggest complaint with this issue, though. But overall, I'm, I'm actually really starting to enjoy this series other than the hmm. pal. Interesting. But everything with the core is, is really good
0: fun. Uh, honestly, it's good that someone's reading it to keep the show informed of the, the happenings.
1: Yeah, and... I feel like at some point, the Green Lanterns are going to come back in, in force, right? In, as affect the, the, the universe as a whole a bit more. you would imagine so. Because it's it's weird how they've kind of been in their own little pocket for a while now.
0: Hmm. Well, we know that uh, Simon and Jessica are going off to space for the arc. They're starting in May. Oh, are they? Yes.
1: Are they going to find the core, or are they just going to space for something else?
0: I, I think they're going to train a Noah.
1: It's on Mogo now.
0: Oh, is it on Mogo now? Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, Mogo is, is their base at, at Sector Zero.
0: All right, fair enough. It shows you how much. But I, I believe they are going for training, so presumably something is wrapped up in that book for that starting.
1: Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, by that point, they should have... Sorry, the the button just vanished.
0: Oh, I hit the special by accident. Oh, that's my fault.
1: And I, I was really disturbed. I was like, I, I feel weird without Matt having his button there. It's a part of them now. It is. I've I've, I've grown so used to it that as soon as it wasn't there, I was like, that's not right.
0: (laughs) Um, Alright, is that. that, uh, Obviously, Matt's not reading this either, so. No, no, it was really good, though. Uh, Okay. Uh, That will take us on to Supergirl Being Super Issue 2. This is the last book of the week. This is at the end because it's a mini. And we're back to. We can end with something we both read, which is nice. That's a. Fun thank thing. god for
1: that and it's it's been a while since we've had this right
0: oh yeah because much like the dead man mini this is uh, every two months and we get a nice double size 48 page issue every time and the first issue i believe i don't know if we all picked it but certainly some of us had it as our number one book of the week
1: i honestly don't remember
0: i'm pretty sure i did i'm thinking I think- you did i
1: don't think i did i think i had it high though
0: Either way, we all liked it. It was a very, oh, very good first issue, and I think this second issue continues. I think it might even be a better issue.
1: I think it might be as well. That said, I struggled with the first few pages, because like, wait, what's going on? Because it had been two months since I'd read the last one.
0: Oh, I didn't, honestly. I, I felt like I remembered quite well. Really? See, ended. I didn't.
1: I, 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 I was completely like lost for a few pages, where I was like, what's going on? You, should have, give,
0: a... you should have given it a skim, like the last issue. Just give it a quick skim. And... Uh,
1: maybe I should have done, but I didn't. And... That, maybe that's on me, but I don't have to do it with any of my other books. But I, I, I didn't have
0: to do it with uh, dead man at any point. See, I did though. Interesting. For both issues two and three, I went back and just sort—I didn't read them properly. I just sort of skimmed through the last issue just to refresh my memory because there was so many characters and stuff. But anyway, so yeah, there was an earthquake on the sort of the track because they're part of a, a track team, and this issue was not what I thought it was going to be at all. So hmm. our friend is in the pit that's created from this earthquake and Supergirl, you no know, Kara runs down. I shouldn't really call her Supergirl because she's not Supergirl yet, but she runs down to, to grab her and she's got a hold of her, but something weird starts happening with her powers. Her hand sort of glows yellow to show us that something's wrong. And her friend falls to her death. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. save her. And this issue is actually quite a... Uh, it
1: took not, a brutal turn at that point,
0: yeah. didn't it? I mean well, not call. Well, it's depressing. It's not. I mean, it's depressing in a good way, though. It's like it's intentionally you feel for the character, you feel for what she's going through. And the first issue did such a good job of setting up her and her two friends, this trio of friends, that when her and her other friend who's still alive, like when they, they're kind of like texting throughout this issue, and they're both like we see, we see how Cara's dealing with it. She's eating a lot of cereal and not any proper food, and it gets to when they finally actually meet. It's like, right, let's me up at the burger place, and we, again, this burger place was established in the first issue. It's, it's, it's almost like a good movie in the way that it's established all the key things that you, we need to know for the arc yeah. and it's using them all again and it's them sitting down and they, they have all this just this fun they, they end up being there for hours because like, Kara says she's not going to eat but then we see like it says like five milkshakes later and she's having a cheeseburger with fries like, it, it implies that they've been there for so long that she does eventually have something to eat yeah. just to show how long that lasts and they're talking about their friend and they're joking and all that And they make cracks about how health... Because she was the health nut, the one that died. The one who was like, "Oh, there's so so much stuff in that burger crap and I'm having my my, my shake, my protein shake and all the rest of it. And I felt like this book has done such a good job of establishing the core characters that I cared about everything that happened in this issue. I cared about her being upset about it, about how much of a a tragedy this is in her life that will perhaps help inspire her decision to be more of a hero uh, coming up later Do you know what? just to, to cut back to the
1: actual event i thought yeah. was the most tragic bit about it it looks it, it, the way it's portrayed to me is she would have saved her hmm. because she's glowing yellow first her hands glowing yellow to show it's not working right her powers and then she her whole body's glowing yellow and as she drops her she she leaps down after her right hmm. and she gets caught but before we get caught she's no longer glowing Hmm. And it's like, well, If she'd caught her, would would she had her powers come back? Like, would she have been okay?
0: Yeah, but obviously the people grabbing her don't know that because like the like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a fireman who like jumps down and like grabs her uh, to save her because obviously they have no reason to think that Kara's not in danger. I just want to point out actually that entire sequence at the start. Uh, I mean, the art's great throughout, but that entire action sequence—it feels like a big moment. Uh, which by the way, our friend, uh, the one who loves, actually does see Kara like catch like a big uh, one of the big light posts yeah. for the for the football field. Uh so she's at least partly aware that there might be some powers in play. Although she doesn't bring it up later. Uh but the entire sequence, everything about it, it feels like a big epic action scene uh it does. In, in a movie. It's it's so well drawn. It's very simple layouts, there's a lot of diagonal uh kinda panels where instead of having like just boxes it'll be two triangles with a diagonal split. Kind of thing
1: there's just like odd shapes they're they're not quite square they're just just off
0: yeah but the whole thing and you feel like she's going to save her the the whole thing play because it really plays like this is the first time she's going to save someone this is her first experience being a hero and then it truly doesn't make you think that you you think she's going to do it she's going to save her and she doesn't she dies and it's like we, we see them go to the the memorial we see them you know take days at a time try to get over the death of their friend it's actually quite a a hard-hitting issue it Uh, really is yeah uh, and i loved it it was great and obviously they tease some stuff they tease that their, their their coach gave them these these fitness bands these fitness bands and obviously we are suspecting that she might be sketchy because she didn't give them to anyone else, other than these three, and I think because uh, the, the, the reveal at the end, because Kara is she's having dreams, she's like dreaming of like her parents on Krypton, and she goes out to the ship and she pulls out the cape with the, the the emblem on it, and that's that's all cool. But and she starts growing yellow again, and we see that someone else is also being affected. We cut to like you know close-ups of a hand in like a lab or something, and we see someone has Kryptonite handcuffs on. Yeah, and the the people talk about test subject uh, like. It's not one and two, but it's essentially the same thing: priority and secondary uh, test subjects, and you know. So I think I think the implication here is that the coach is working with whoever this is.
1: Yeah, and it made me think. I assume the the fitness bands were actually intended to dampen powers. Maybe they had laced with a little bit of kryptonite or something.
0: Maybe I've got a funny feeling. If it was rather than that, maybe they don't know which one it is, and they're trying.
1: Well, maybe, but it feels like because obviously we see them turn the dial up, and then. Oh yeah we see it from the hand first again like we saw earlier from the fitness band it's like they've got a switch for the kryptonite, like it can turn oh, it on yeah. and off
0: but i think but i think the fact that she gave the bracelet to the three of them makes me think they weren't sure which one it was they narrowed it down to yeah. this group and like one of them is the the Krypton, kryptonian and yeah. this is them figuring it out and the, now they seem to know because they've, they've seen the effects of it and hmm. uh, and also the question is who is the other Kryptonian? Who's the the first test subject? I suppose your main jumps to Clark because this is a world where there is no Superman.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, that feels like is that cheapening Supergirl's story here? Uh, if if it's it? if if this final issue, or
0: not final issue, but if the second half has Clark as a big thing, it may not be a big thing though. He might just be something she saves. Like because if they play with the idea that maybe she did actually arrive when he was a baby. And she was meant uh, to take care of him. But then again, she, then again, she arrived as a kid as well in this this particular story. Yeah. So, I don't know. But if if that's still the case, then maybe he'll just be like a kid. And, oh, yeah, it could be. And uh, it I'm definitely
1: looking forward to finding out, though. As
0: I said, look, it could be just another Kryptonian uh, of some kind.
1: Could be. Could well be.
0: But Clark's the one my main jumps to. Uh,
1: it's, it is the first thing you go to, but then I, I do think, would they? And if Maybe. so, like I, I, I've got faith in in this team to to tell me why there's a good reason, and I'm sure there is, but it, it just feels like it would be there for the sake of it at the same time.
0: Yeah, such a it it does such a good job of like again showing the passage of time, showing Kara only eating cereal, and then she she finally goes out to like for a run or a walk, and her mother's like, by the way, we're out of cereal. Go get a cereal, and we get that that just a just a great page where she's. She's in the supermarket and she's just got a box full of cereal like I mean the shopping cart full of nothing but cereal. Yeah. Just boxes and boxes of cereal. And it just it feels like but by the way just before that was a great page where she she's running and she gets like really into it and she she's listening to like a a playlist uh, from a friend yes and she gets really into it that she starts running at super speed I and mean, when she sort of like jumps and stops she creates this big mound of dirt you know like as if something's landed there <laughs> which, which yeah. she has but yeah yeah
1: and i like that it cuts back later on and shows you how her shoes are destroyed mm, yeah yeah right. so you're I, also, I really like her relationship with both of her parents i think they're, they're two very interesting dynamics
0: oh yeah the parents are great the, the scene with the dad and the well, the flashback as well, with the horrors a little girl like jumping off the roof.
1: Yeah. But I love that you've got this idea that the dad, he doesn't know how to deal with this. It's no. it's the sort of thing where it's an extrapolation of a father not knowing quite how to talk to a daughter in general.
0: Yeah, but it's heightened because it's usually an alien with superpowers. Yeah, but it plays it because it is such a,
1: a natural relationship that we see this yeah. these struggles anyway. It plays it very naturally and it really plays off nicely. Yeah, because
0: that same one in the barn and he's just quiet and she's talking about What she thinks he wants to see, but he he, he can't say. He doesn't know how to. Yeah. Uh, It's this awkward silence, but it's this great thing where they both know what each other wants to say. Mm. So you feel like they have the exchange, even though they don't. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And that's... It's it's, it's really good. Again, it's it's how good... I really want to see this team, uh, not necessarily together. I mean, they they could have a different artist and have the artist work for someone else, whatever. But I want to see them do some ongoing books. I feel like... I want to see them on an ongoing something.
1: I feel like they're on an ongoing something at Marvel at the minute. So, but they're, dipping, as...
0: they're dipping their toes in DC and Marvel yeah. cancel things all the time. Get, them on, get I, them on. I, I something. could be
1: wrong there. I, I just I feel like I remember seeing the name recently on, awesome. uh, on a Marvel book.
0: But give me them on. I don't know. I don't want to say something big looking like ensemble. I feel like their strength here might be on a smaller these, these
1: small character moments. Yeah.
0: So maybe. I don't
1: know. It's hard to say because I, I, I wonder if if this being not an ongoing and and being a a, a mini in a separate mm. universe really plays to their strengths, where they can have this freedom.
0: Perhaps, but I don't think necessarily it would cripple them to put it in the universe. I I think
1: no, 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 not
0: necessarily. Because they're doing double sized issues uh, every two months, so they can do a monthly book that's regular yeah. sized. but yeah. I, I have no doubt. I I just I feel like the writing here is so good. I want to see them do more stuff at DC. Did Matt read this? Matt did read this. Oh. What did Matt think of this? Where are we?
1: That's well, a Superman family book, so he loved it.
0: What a heartbreaking issue. Despite having a superpowered main character, it feels the most real. Hmm. The relationship is what makes it work so well. I don't think. Jen is gone.
1: Hmm. Let's well, see. they do mention that there's no body, don't they?
0: They, they do, admittedly, yeah, they do. Uh, which, which might actually it may give her like if she gets a chance to save her in like correct mistakes perhaps it could give her something I don't know uh, her dad is basically Ron Swanson and I love it uh, we said that last time actually we talked about how the dad was like that uh, and he mentions the earthquake scene is very cinematic uh, echoing what we said there you go hmm. so no that's uh... we're
1: all in agreement on that one then
0: yeah no that was a great issue uh, it's, it's really good I, I really want to see them being given an ongoing book uh, I, th- I think it's just a case of putting them on the right one. Pick, pick, uh, yeah, yeah. pick a character that suits them. Whoever that may be. Whoever that baby. Uh, but do it because they're great. All right, so that was the last book. It was. Which means that takes us on to our sort of week wrap up, which is a uh, favorite art, favorite panel, favorite cover, uh, top five books of the week, all that stuff. So we always start with a uh, favorite panel. I'll give you Matt's first, so that because he's yeah. written it down and really think about it. Uh, his favourite panel is the page in Wonder Woman with the snake questioning who she is slash was. Hmm. Eh, it's okay. I can, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. Um. For me, this is a tough one this week. There's a lot, of, a lot of really worthwhile stuff. Honestly, though, I think I think I'm going to have to go with Supergirl being super, and I'm going to have to go with the the page with the where, where she's got the, the the blanket on, and it's like the face of her, her friend falling, and it's just it's all drawn into the blanket.
1: Yeah, yeah, it,
0: that's it, a great page. It's a great page, but it, I like it because it it's like it's her wrapped up in all of her current problems and how consumed she is with it. It's this is both on a yeah. like a visual and a thematic level, it's just great stuff. So now that's that's what's getting my, my panel of the week.
1: That's fair. Uh, mine is also from Supergirl being super. Slightly earlier it's the scene after the, the paramedics have caught her and they're holding her back and mm. you can just have the, the look of just utter distraught on her face.
0: Hard to argue. Hard to argue. Uh best cover of the week uh Matt Pitt he actually gave us two. He couldn't decide. He said Deathstroke or Batman Beyond. So, take take your pick, I suppose. What uh, a cheating bastard!
1: Know, that, would ne- that would never ride if he was here.
0: Oh no, it wouldn't? No, I'd, I'd demand an answer. I'd demand it, but I can't demand it because he's not here. Hmm. Such a so so such a cheat. Um, what's your favorite cover of the week? Wonder Woman. I think it's quite easy actually. I can see that. I can see that. It's it's
1: the only one that uh, when I glance at them in a lineup, that just draws my eye instantly.
0: It does. It does. I'm I'm probably gonna have to agree with that. I, I don't think any of the other ones stick out quite in the same way. But well, the rest are bad by any means, but it just it's the one that it's catches. It's so around.
1: distinctive, isn't it?
0: Yeah, which I think I always prefer that in a cover it over just lots of things happening.
1: Yeah, and this one it really plays there's literally just the one image. There's there's nothing, there's no background, it's just one figure and that's it. And it tells oh. you everything you need to know.
0: Matt, Jesus Christ, you cheater. He's cheated with the art as well.
1: Oh, this bastard's having words when he gets back. I know,
0: he's got a slash. He's, he's got this book slash this book. We don't do that. When have we ever let him do that? We haven't. That uh, he's He's got Supergirl being super slash Wonder Woman. Cheating. Cheating scum is what that is. It is. It is. As for my art of the week... Uh, those are both solid choices. I, it's hard to. I'm, I'm just scanning through all the other ones to see if anything stuck out to me more. Probably not. Now nah, I'm gonna be being super.
1: <laughs> That's fair. That's like my second or third, my my two and three are alternatively like the the Supergirl and Wonder Woman. I'm torn between the two of them.
0: Alright, what's your favorite then?
1: My favorite is actually uh, Hal Jordan. Alright, okay,
0: oh. okay. Can't speak to it, but uh... yeah, you, you
1: know, Van Skyvers out well enough to know that it's it's oh, a yeah. solid pick. Yeah
0: yeah uh, I'll, I'll give a sense obviously I agree with Wonder Woman being up there I'd probably give a shout out to Teen Titans being another one that should be mentioned in the conversation it, it, it
1: would be nice to be able to mention flash but the the stuff that's not mm. Carmine drags it down too much for it to be in the conversation this issue for me
0: that's fair uh, which will take us on to top five books and again I'll say Matt's first since it's written down we do have to think about it uh, he's got at number one he's got detective comics
1: that's actually surprising.
0: Yeah, Number two, he's got Wonder Woman. Number three, he's got Supergirl being super. Number four, he has Action Comics. Don't expect that to be at four. <laughs> I was expecting that to be Slower higher. Slower than normal, isn't it? Yeah, uh, number five, he's got Batgirl. Hmm. What is your top Sorry. five? Uh,
1: so number one, I'm also going to go with Detective Comics.
0: Mhm. Uh,
1: number two will be Supergirl being super. Mm-hmm. Three will be Batgirl. Four will be Action Comics. And five, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps.
0: No Wonder Woman. That's interesting.
1: It's it's a very good issue of Wonder Woman, but just missed out. I, I was really torn there at the yeah. end. I was like, do I really want to put Hal Jordan over Wonder Woman?
0: That is, that is a turn up for the books. Uh, for me, I'm going to put Supergirl being super at the top. Uh, for a second edition in a row, I cannot argue. I was... I was, no, that's fair. It. I was in love with it uh so that number one number two i'd go detective comics number three i would go wonder woman number four i would go teen titans and number five i'd go action comics hmm. there you go that's solid wide variety of books in the top five there um so that, that wraps us up that just leaves me to tell you what's coming next week and as I mentioned earlier on it's actually quite a quiet week week one at least for us because most of the books we don't cover on the show seem to fall on week one so the big the main event next week is absolutely Superman 18 Superman 18 is the first part of Superman Reborn super exciting can't wait it's definitely going to be the headlining thing next week uh, also coming though is Batman issue 18 Green Arrow 18 Green Lanterns 18 Nightwing 16, uh, we have the final issue in the Death of Hawkman mini, issue 6, coming next week. We also have the Fallen Rise of Captain Atom issue 3, uh, the mini. And then also coming, but we're not covering because we've all dropped them, is Aquaman issue 18, which... Sorry, I meant... and Cyborg 10, and I was going to say Cyborg 10, remember that was double shipping. That actually switched to single shipping like, months and months ago now.
1: Not surprised.
0: I'm not surprised either, but I just, just in case people are thinking wait, is that still double shipping? Why is it only at 10? No, it switched to, I think for like November or December it started, maybe even earlier than that. Yeah, it's sales were clearly not that great. Yeah, uh, Justice League 16 is also coming uh, and that'll be the first one that's not covered because I just dropped it with the last one because I just can't take it anymore uh, Harley Quinn 15 is also out as well as Midnight and Apollo issue 6 which is also the last uh, uh, issue of that I will mini. say I'm
1: not entirely sure when it starts but coming up I don't think it's just yet uh, Harley Quinn will have the backups by Deanie and oh, when right, that okay. happens I will at least mention the backup probably won't talk about the main story but I'll talk about the backup and if it's good
0: okay alright that's cool Uh, but that's what's coming next week so we have only seven books we're covering next week so next week may actually be a quieter also something I'm looking
1: forward to next week the uh, Zatanna by Dini big thick trade is coming out
0: ah yeah the whole is it the whole thing Uh,
1: I don't know how far it goes it doesn't say volume one so I would assume so one to 16 I think it went a bit further after him though didn't it
0: yeah but it's Zatanna by him so
1: yeah but that's what I mean because I think um,
0: I think it's one to sixteen, and has it also got a mini? It's got
1: know. a few little. Yeah, it's got the it's got a few one shots.
0: Yeah, okay. I think it's just, I think it'll just be a one one book. Yeah,
1: thing it's then. got uh, everyday magic number one, DC Infinite Halloween special one, and the DC Universe Rebirth Holiday special one. Like there's a ton of bits
0: from them. Ah, uh, not the whole thing, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. All right enough uh, and remember Batgirl sale on Comixology if you like digital comics uh, we'll be checking out a lot of good trades on there um, you've got until the end of Monday to uh, check that out which doesn't matter if you listen to this or watching this in like five months sorry <laughs> but, you know I mean? there might be another Batgirl sale by then it could, could be but that's us that has been uh, this two man episode of Comics from the Multiverse uh, Matt will be back next week do not worry about it so we'll be back to full team and, uh, and we will
1: be grilling him hard about some of these choices that he's made.
0: Oh, yeah, that's this, this, uh, two two choices for some of the, the favourites. Mm-hmm. That will not stand on this show. It will not.
1: And um, what was the other one? Was it JLA that we needed to talk to him about? Well,
0: right. There was, there was another one earlier that, that we said, oh, we need to talk to him about that. I can't remember. It's been too too long. I've already forgotten all of it. It's fine. That's this week's comments from the multiverse. Let us know what you think of this week's books in the comments below, especially if you're on YouTube. Uh, like and subscribe and all that stuff. Uh, whether it is on YouTube or SoundCloud or iTunes or your podcatching apps, five-star ratings, all that kind of thing. It helps us out if you do. Uh, you can tweet us out and stuff like that. Get us on Twitter, at mailed underscore fuzz, individual twitters. I'm at Wibble 89 for my general ramblings. If you want Connor's ramblings, for some reason, at Connor ryan 94 uh, Matt, Matt's is
1: at because Batman. Oh, he's going to kill us. <laughs> always so is.
0: Thank you very much for watching and all listening. And always remember guys, never get lost in the speed force. <laughs>